Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. We're ripping away summer. Before you know it, 4th of July will be here. And then Labor Day. And then we're back in action. 4th of July is when it all starts. It is. July 5th is when the phone starts ringing and everybody wants to get dates that haven't gotten dates. So if you want dates with Stanfield Honey Night Fitters, you need to call me pretty soon. I do have a couple of weekday corporate dove hunting spots available where I can do a private group. And I do have some waterfowl hunting still in November, which is a really, if you want to shoot trophy spec, that's the time to come, it seems like, the last couple of years. Anyways, at stanfieldhunting.com, 940-658-3172. And you will answer your own phone. <laughs> answer my own phone. If I don't answer it, it don't get answered. That's right. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only American-made Boss Shot Shells Copper-Plated Bismuth. With that being said, it is not too early for you to start planning to get your shotgun shells for this upcoming waterfowl season. Put your order in with the great people up there at Boss. It'll ship straight to your door. Your UPS man will be so excited whenever he sees all the Boss shot shells that have to get taken to your door. All-American made right up there in the great state of Michigan. Uh, Brandon and Zach and Lee have got a hell of a company that they're going. They got some badass new swag out, too. They do. They do. Top to bottom. You will not meet better people in the waterfowl world. So. And they're going to be at Squad Fest, right? They will. Yep, be taking orders there. Speaking of Squad Fest, July 15th and 16th, you need to start making your plans to attend. Be in St. Louis, Missouri for the second Squad Fest. Dive Bomb Industries putting it on, and uh, we're going to be there. Yep, Andy's reached out and told me that everybody that comes there and buys him a beer, he'll have a beer with them. Oof, I did not say that, but I will definitely. You won't drink a beer with everybody that buys you a beer? I will not, no. Why? That's a lot of beer, huh? Could potentially, yes. Could be. Could be potentially a lot of beer. Um, if you're in the market for silhouettes or floaters, look no further. Dive Bomb Industries is the way to go. I tell you what, just the off-season alone is worth having silhouettes because they pack up so nice and neat, and they're effective out in the Goose or Duck Field. So check them out, Dive Bomb Industries, and come up to Squad Fest. Shake our hand. It'd be nice to see everybody there. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. They have got some new stuff coming out that will be at Squad Fest. It is a new goose call, Canada call, and they may or may not be redoing their speckle belly call. I got an insider that's telling me all these things. So You're in the know, so you would know. I am in the know. Um, Come out and see Alex. Yeah, Trevor's going to be, it's going to be baby time at Squad Fest, but they will have some new calls for sale at Squad Fest July 15th and 16th. And um, whenever I get the green light on the specifics of everything, Jeff, I'll be sure and let everybody know. But they do have a lot of cool things coming out. And if you're in the market for the best duck call on the market, PCD, the way to go. It's my favorite. This single read, oh, just barks at them. And I might be having a new favorite goose call here in just a couple weeks. So check them out, Pacific Custom Calls, and go check out their YouTube channel. And watch us smack a couple turkeys. And this week, we will have the big grand announcements from Shin Gear on a bunch of their new equipment. They will be on this week, and That's we will right. have a live YouTube with them. And they will be at Squad Fest. They will be at, everybody's going to be at Squad Fest. So if you, you want to see all these people, just come. St. Louis, July 15th, 16th. Uh, Maker, they got the best waiters on the market. I cannot wait to see what else they're introducing. I cannot say enough about the waiters. The boot is incredibly comfortable, uh, tough nylon material, and customer service they're going to stand behind their product as long as you stand in them shin gear great people great great people i mean they really are so 
check them out at Squad Fest or online. Shouldn't and come by and see Jeff and them at, at Squad Fest and tell them we sent you by there. There you go. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. I think Alex is going to be at Squad Fest. Um, take care of your four-legged <laughs> hunting buddy. Cough right into the microphone, Jeff. That's always important. Um, stainless steel dog bowls. You know, get get rid of your traditional dog bowl. Go stainless steel. It's easy to clean up. Um, get the trauma kit. You need, I mean, <clears throat> hunting is a potentially a dangerous sport. I mean, how many different ways are there to cut your finger? You or come up on a wreck. Poke your eye. The field trauma kit is a must for everybody. And if you're in the hunting industry, you definitely need one in your bag. And my personal favorite, the quick release system. Because let's face it, Lou gets a little bit antsy. And before the quick release system, I always had to hold him with this leash. Now the quick release system. Harness him in, pull the, le- pull the lever, and away he goes. I don't have to rein him back in to unclip his leash from his collar. And it's just a safety measure. No matter how highly qualified your dog is, Things can happen. Quick release system is the way to go. Alex also makes check cords. He's got dog collars. Anything you need for your four-legged hunting buddy, check him out, gundogoutdoors.com. Retired firefighter, great guy from Spokane. Or he, he thinks of safety. He's in he's in Montana now. Yes, but he, great guy to visit with, good dude. Knows his stuff. Great story, great guy to talk to. Go by and stop by and see him. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck, the 2 by 4 blind. It's the way to go. It's tough. It's durable. You'll just have to check them out. LuckyDuck.com. Best spinners that are on the market, and they're waterproof. So if they take a spill in your pond, all you got to do is pick it up, shake it off, dry it off, and it's back in action. You don't have to worry about, oh, crap, it took a dunk. So that's ruined now. It's all waterproof, and they have big boy kennels out for big dogs like Lou. Um, All their kennels are five-star crash test rated, so you don't have to worry about whenever you throw your buddy in the back of the pickup. Accidents happen, but they're safe in the Lucky Duck kennel. No matter what you're looking for, whether it be spinners, blinds, dog crates, Lucky Duck has got something for you. If you're a varmint hunter, they got something for you. Dove hunter, they got dove spinners. Uh, They got it all. One-stop shop. Check them out at LuckyDuck.com because that's all that we use here. We are also brought to you by Alpha Outdoor Specialties, maker of the Stanfield Stool. No more buckets for us here at Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Uh, we're going stools that are custom made for the A-frame blinds. Um, they're a fabrication company. If you've got an idea for something that you want made out in the field, contact uh, Jason, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, and they can they can make it for you. No problem at all. And be looking because I think that they might be having a blind caddy before too much longer. Hooks up to your A-frame, and then you got you got a place for all your stuff. Uh, very cool over there at Alpha Outdoor Specialties. Also, we are brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. It is how we start our morning every day here at the Big Honker Lodge. They've got a lot of new swag out. Um, their coffee is fantastic. little Missouri Boat Ride blend, a little high velocity. It's how I start my morning every single day. Uh, Dirty Duck Coffee. Is the way to go. They'll be at Squad Fest, will they not? Yes, they will be. Yes, they will be. So Scotty you, Goggles and Buck, I think. Are oh, there. so you can get all of your coffee needs. Uh, but if you don't want to wait until July, you can get on their uh, membership program and you can punch in how often you want your coffee delivered and voila, wake up one day and coffee's at your doorstep. So um, check them out, Dirty Duck Coffee, and look at them on Instagram. But cool people there. Also, we are brought to you by the great 
Logan Pyatt and Rebel Heron over there at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. I was in the liquor store the other day, and I called Logan. I said, listen, I'm looking at an aisle full of bourbon. What would you recommend? He pointed me in the right direction. What would you buy? Bladen Bow. Did you like it? Yes. Good. Had a little bit of my uh, Ducks Unlimited cigar to go with it. Nice little evening. Funny podcast, funny people. Uh, you go to their Patreon account, you donate some money to them, and then you are granted unlimited access to their entire library. So it's that easy. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Like I mentioned before, Ducks Unlimited, uh, proud sponsor of the Big Honker podcast. For 85 years, they have been working to save the duck numbers and working for the duck hunters, and they have conserved uh, close to 15 million acres in waterfowl habitat. So they do... They do incredible work on behalf of duck hunters everywhere. And we learned on our podcast with David that 85 cents out of every dollar, 80 to 85 cents out of every dollar goes, goes to the ducks, goes right back into the ducks. <clears throat> so they're a great organization and they have stood the test of time. And we are proud that they are sponsors of the Big Hunker podcast. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. Brandon Bing has made a, a very nice whiskey. Put it in my whiskey sour whenever I make that. Or you can just drink it straight, however you want to do it. He's got bottles in stock, so Bangtail Whiskey is flying off the shelf. Uh, go to bangtailwhiskey.com, and I believe you can get some ordered and ship straight to your door. So you don't have to get out anymore. Liquor just appears. It's magic. Good whiskey, and Brandon's an awesome dude. You can also check out his music. on uh, it's, it's everywhere. Spotify iTunes, wherever. Brandon Bing Music. <clears throat> Good guy. I think we did them all. That's it. Great sponsors for this podcast. We appreciate every single one of them, and you should, too, spend a little bit of money with them. Let them know that we sent you there. They are what helps this podcast out tremendously, so do right by them. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Kim Price and Aaron Nimitz. Uh, they are both school teachers, high school teachers. They, Aaron has a class on uh, forensics. It counts as a science credit, but she does. She teaches forensics in her classroom. Um, murder, forensics, uh, blood splatter. She's got a whole thing going on over there. Very, very interesting what she's doing. And Kim teaches uh, home ec. It's not called that anymore, but that's what it was when I was in school. And... Uh, Two great ladies that are shaping the future of our young children. So, very fun podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Here they are, Aaron Nimitz and Kim Price. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. We got a little shower last night, Jeff. Two and a half you inches of rain at the lodge. Out here, three-tenths of an inch in town. Yep. So, somebody in town's not living right. I guess Tony's, all, I guess Lord's answering all Tony's prayers this week. 
If that's the case, Tony would have him a hot woman. I didn't say all of his prayers. Well, I did say all of his prayers, but. Do you think that's what he prays for? I don't know. If I was a single guy, I would pray for someone like Britney Spears. A lot Why? of money, batshit crazy. She, her, her time on earth. Johnny Depp just showed you what that gets you. They were fighting over miserable. $15 million. Who'd be miserable with that? She can't pay it. No, Who cares? They didn't get their money anyway. Their home life was terrible. Did y'all watch any? Introduce uh, yes. our guests and we can talk about this because <laughs> it, it made my summer. We have educators with us today from the Iowa Park School District. Okay, are we allowed to say that? Mm-hmm. Aaron Nimitz and Kim Price. How are y'all doing? Good. Good. Now, Aaron is a product of Wichita Falls High School like I am. Yes, sir. And Kim's a homegrown Iowa Park Hawk. That's it. That Clay Reed was in love with at one time in school. <laughs> No, feelings were not mutual. Clay was too wild in high school. She Clay was very wild in high school. I love oh. Clay, though. I mean, he's a great guy. She let him yes. on. I did not. You told him one time, you owe him a bottle of whiskey. He told me still. You owe him a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You bet him one time he couldn't drink a whole bottle of whiskey. Yeah, and he did. He did. Yeah, but that was not like a serious bet. I was like, you can't do that. And walked on. Yeah, but He we, took it as a challenge. Yeah, serious. but guys. I, I didn't really... His think it through is, that far. His right. thinking is, if I show her I drink this bottle of whiskey, she's going to go out with me. How many yeah, times that, did that he ask you That wasn't my yeah, thought, but you, though. Yeah, that's because you were a teenage girl. He was a teenage boy. Okay. How many times did he ask you out? See? We've had Clay on a lot. Yeah. Clay's a show pony. Oh, if yeah. you If you just dangle that carrot out in front of him, <laughs> he will run through that brick wall if you tell him that he can. Just to, no. just to show you. Just to impress that's- you. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy though. He, he is, is a, a good guy. He is a really good guy. He was, if, if but you, that time if you're in, in his, his life, circle, he was not. He was a little wild, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. I don't. He was a lot wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go back to, to, to the my deal with Britney Spears is Britney Spears is worth a hundred million dollars. Okay. She's halfway attractive still. She has them crazy coon circles under his eyes because the bitch is crazy. <laughs> okay. I mean, she is nuts full time, but she's got a lot of money. Okay. And she's going to be put in a, in, a, in a home pretty soon. So marry her, put her ass, lock her up, and spend her money and have a good time. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> if the Johnny Depp trial showed you anything, it is the people that are in Hollywood are miserable with one another. He would wake up. He, number one, she was pooping in his bed. That's a major, <laughs> yeah. like, let's just That's not. That's not something that happens two times. That's a one time and I'm done deal, you know. But he oh. stayed with her another year after that. So, you know, teach them. They were, he was getting up at 9 o'clock in the morning and drinking just red wine out the wazoo. She's a, a coke addict, evidently. It was not a happy home life. What part of put her in a hospital and lock her up and spend her money did you not hear? How long, how, how long were Amber Heard and Johnny Depp married? Maybe five years? Have I said anything about going out with Amber Heard? <laughs> no, I don't even I, think no. Amber Heard's attractive. Amber Heard and Britney Spears are interchangeable. No. As a matter of fact, Amber Heard's probably more attractive than Britney Spears is now. I don't know about that. Which one's got more money, though? Well, Britney Spears, obviously. There you go. Amber I Hurt did it for the money. <laughs> she's, she's broke. But I Amber would Hurt, Rosie Amber. O'Donnell, if she had that kind of money, could mm, I lock oh. her ass up? No, no, no. Ooh. It would be a one-time date. <laughs> I'd lock her ass up. But for $100 million, mm. she would be someone to marry if you could lock her ass up. Amber Heard married Johnny Depp for his status and for his money. And it worked out And why did he marry her? They were married from 2015 to 2017. So in two years... They inflicted so much damage on one another that it's irreparable on both, on both ends. Johnny Depp might salvage his career. Her career's over. Who cares? Do you really give two shits what happens with Johnny Depp? I'm not, I don't. Jeff, Jeff, you're conflating issues. You're saying that you're going <laughs> to marry her for the money. I'm saying she married him for the money, and it was a living nightmare for both of them. 
That's what you're going to get with Britney Spears. And a Nicole Smith. Look at oh, she overdosed on pills. That's well, that's the that's the that's your reference. She she had life by the balls and she screwed it up. And she was Some miserable. Old, balls, old old balls. Very old. Balls. Yeah, very old 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 balls. If that's As Adam Sandler would say in that one movie, those are old. If old Anna balls. Nicole Smith is a hill you want to die on, by all means, use her as a reference, and we can go. That, that worked out perfect. First of all, the go. hill I'm dying on is your mom, so it really there don't matter. <laughs> I'm not the hill. That, I'm talking about Tony. Tony should date Britney Spears. I think he'd be miserable. But you go ahead. You go ahead. He's living by for, himself. Marrying for money always works out in the end. Just ask Anna Nicole Smith. Perfect example, Jeff. I could give you some other examples of some people I know that have done that. And I think it's pretty damn smart. There you go. Your second spouse should be for money. Do yeah. y'all disagree? First one's for love, second one's for money. How many money. times have you been married? Twice. Second one's for love or for money? Love. Well, you screwed up. Kim, Somebody you, should have told you. Married once. Me too once. I'm yeah. just saying if I was married the second time, it's going to be for money. You too, huh? Right. You're on the same boat I'm or on. Or not get married again. <laughs> well, there's some, no swimming pool, no Christmas lights. I can tell you that much the second one. Oh, I'm okay with both of those. So I don't need a pool. Okay. There's so much work. They and are. I don't and I don't and it's I just awful. and I just swim in them, but like the amount of work playing with kids, throwing kids. Not for you're me. young too. You're kids, you ought to be the grandpa doing it. Well, you're a young guy doing it. I've had an ear infection, so I have not had to swim in 5 days. My grandkids, that's been the blessing. I watched Andy wrestling with them in the pool yesterday and I thought that'd usually be me right there. <laughs> it is a lot of work. Okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Teaching today. We're going to talk on all kinds of things. I want to know, as a teacher, do you feel like you're underpaid? I'll answer that for you. I, Andy's on school board, so we're going to get uh, we get the whole. Yeah, my husband's on school board too, and he hates sometimes when I'm just complaining. And sometimes it's just complaining because you know you just need to vent, and like it's not really. But okay, that's a husband wife deal right, right there. Right, right. So venting it's and not... bitching are the same thing. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Because okay. when my wife's venting to me, she doesn't think she's bitching. I'm just wanting to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> Come across as bitching to me. Yeah. Well, if you break down by hour, you, well, I don't want to know what we're paid. Because no. I tried that once, and I was like. It's mm-hmm. depressing. It is. No, because we put a lot more hours in than just. So the mama that drops day. her kid off at 730 and picks him up at 330 thinks, that, oh, she only works eight hours a day. And gets yeah. off all summer. Yeah. That's the mindset with a lot of people. And that's what drives me nuts. They think we get off all summer, but yeah. they don't see us sitting in our living room working on our laptop. Conference. Doing, doing lesson plans yeah. or doing professional development. They don't see all yeah. that. We, yeah. we think about this stuff year-round. Does yeah. it bother you, the, the, the teacher that doesn't do anything else? Because you know, a te- you work with a teacher that, that don't do shit, go do. above and beyond. Does that not bother you, though? Yes. Yes, it does. Because teaching to me is like being a nurse. A good nurse definitely is in it for money because they make really good money. But she's got a passion for what she wants. She wants to help people. A teacher is the same way. Me and Michelle had this talk because Michelle is a teacher. She has a group. She doesn't teach. But she said, why should teachers not make as much money? And I'll tell you what the basis of this was. I shared a meme on Instagram yesterday, and it said something like, if your college education is not worth you paying off, why should you expect me to pay it off? And I believe in that. How and she you? said, she mm-hmm. said, well, but what about teachers? She goes, they don't make money enough money. I said, well, they shouldn't go to school. Like Michelle went to Hardin Simmons. You shouldn't go to TCU and spend one hundred fifty thousand dollars to become a teacher if you're in it for the money. Mm-hmm. But it's teachers. We need teachers, and we need passion. Mm-hmm. And the teachers should be paid, but there's only so much you can pay a teacher. Do you think you're underpaid for what you do then? 
That's, I, an, uh, that's an easy question. Yes. Well, I hate to say it that way, but I mean. Yes, you, you should think so. Do you think so, Aaron? I think so. I th- My big thing, I think, too, is our benefits really are. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't get Social Security, right? No. Right. Right. I still don't understand how that shit is. And even though, you know, I didn't start teaching until I was 36. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, we moved around. We did a lot of different things. So, you know, I'm, I've still got a, I've got longer, obviously, to teach age-wise than some to get my ears in. But, you know, that's Social Security. I don't understand that. I, I've never understood that. If you work, like me, I work for myself, and I'm a judge also. But if I worked for a oil field and I pumped wells and stuff and they took out my social security, I would get it from everywhere I go. I don't understand why you don't get social security if you work somewhere else. Andy, you're on school board. Why is that? It's something that the state set up. I don't have any idea. So as a school board member, you can't give us that side of why. I mean, I, can, I in, could look it up. We pay into the TRS. You're right. It's a different, right. it's a totally a different, different entity. system. I don't know why we, even, even if my, my husband's also a teacher, but if he wasn't, I would not be entitled to any of his right. social security when he passed away. And see, that to me, that doesn't make sense. It's not fair. I agree. It's social security is a screwed up system anyways. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people are getting money for lots of different things, mm-hmm. and it's not right. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a screwed up whole situation is. What? Um, so, yeah, you pay into TRS, which is basically the teachers instead of social security, but... And what was you telling me about teachers the other day? If you're a young teacher, yeah. So new, te- you have to you get to retire when you're 62 now. Mandatory for all new teachers. Oh, when, I didn't know that. I didn't either. So when you come out of college, you're 22. Your last pay raise is at year 20 from the state. Right. Mm-hmm. So you come out of college at 22. You mandatory you work till you're 62. You got 40 years of working as an educator, and your last pay raise comes at year 20. Who are we going to attract as new teachers? in the next five years with that being the case. Can Nobody. Because you, y'all are rule no 80, right? Yes. Yes. Right. So for people that don't know, your age and your years of teaching service, when they amount to 80, that's when you can, that's, that's you when get off the ride. Eligible. Right. Yeah, you you're can. eligible. Now it's 62, and I guess you have to have the rule, which you'll, if you start at 22, you'll definitely have the rule 80 by then. But yeah, 62 now. So if you're 22 and you start teaching and at 20, you've put in your 20 years at 42, can you... Can you retire then and not take a check and then go do work somewhere else and get your retirement when you're 62? This is all new, so I don't know. I, I mean, don't. you should be vested where you get that money. I, don't, I mean, I, if, if they're saying that you have to be 62 to get your benefits, then no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder if you can leave at 42 and then go to work somewhere else, and then when you're 62, Still. get the benefits that you were owed to you. Or do you have to work 40 but years? But you won't have the full benefits because you, you didn't reach 62 years of age. That's, that's ridiculous. So, like, if you go to the military and you work 20 years, you retire at 38 years old. Like, Payne, if he stayed in at 40 years of age, he could retire from the military. Well, you know, he's not going to probably do that, but at 40, he would start getting a retirement. Then he'd go, because there's multiple people around Wichita Falls area, like in our park, that have retired from the military mm-hmm. and then retired from the um, civil service. Yes. They're mm-hmm. getting a double retirement check. But if you're a teacher, you're screwed on that deal. Yeah. We do not, we, we do not appreciate what our teachers do. And a lot of people want to say, well, that's what you chose to do. You could have chosen to do something else. True. I could have chosen to go to medical school or whatever, but I didn't. This is, this is what I'm passionate about. That's the argument me and Michelle had. Why, why should I be um, 
I don't want to say, um, why should I get the shaft, basically? Yeah. Let me paraphrase. We didn't argue. We debated this same thing because that's what I said. Well, if, if you don't like what you're doing, go do something else. Well, I like what I do. They should just make right. it where it's affordable or, or or your college. They should, you know, it, it's a tough deal right there. And there's so many young kids that go in. Well, I don't think the young kids are going to teaching like they were before. No, no, no they're it's, not. It's hard to find teachers. I mean, every school I know of, and, and I may be speaking out of turn, but I know a lot of our local schools around here are having to do emergency, what they call that? to get people to teach Mm -hmm. because they can't get people to teach right now Mm -mm. i would love to teach i would love to be a history teacher i would if they paid me to go in and coach two or teach two two classes a day just teach history i would love it i I think it would be so much fun but andy says i would be awful disappointed in the way the classrooms are he wants to substitute you got a lesson plan it's just keep the kids alive (laughs) <laughs> till yeah. I get back. Yeah. Like you're not you're not getting up there lecturing. <laughs> no, you're not lecturing on the inner workings of World War II. It is here's the crossword puzzle. Make sure they don't kill each other. And if there is blood on the floor, please clean it up before I get back. That's all it is. <laughs> substituting. Yeah, I, I would like to teach history. I think it would be a fun I think it would be really enjoyable. The di- problem is is out of a class of 20 kids there's two kids that really give two shits about it. Maybe I think that right. depends. You Good teachers you, drag I it out. I think it really depends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on the school that you're in, and I think it depends on how you are delivering it. Because if you're if you're a, t- a history teacher and you're passionate about it and you're delivering it to your, your students who have respect for you and you respect them, they're going to have more interest in it. See, that, that I would enjoy doing. Because that's why it's thought it would be fun to be a college professor because people are taking classes they cho- choose to right. take. And then I thought, hmm, mm-hmm. I had to take psychology and sociology and – Art appreciation, which is absolutely the stupidest fucking class that Western <laughs> State University offers. I and took professor, that class. Did you have yes. Professor Goldberg? Oh, yes. He's a wormy little. Uh, he did not like me. I can't imagine. Yeah, we had we had a few debates in class, but he was a real peckerhead. This says here now. Okay, I'll pull it up on the big screen. You might have trouble seeing it because of that light. You're gonna have to bear. Where's my cursor? Okay, there it is right there. Now teachers must wait until age 62 before qualifying for the rule of 80. So it they're linked together. You don't make it to 62 years of teaching, you don't qualify for rule of 80, you don't get your TRS benefits. Wow. They are conjoined. It's a way of the state keeping from paying money that they owe yeah. people. They do that's that crap crazy. all the time. How about the teacher that's, that teaches for 10 years? Never gets married and gets killed in an accident. All that money that he had accumulated, poof, gone. And that's that's terrible. I never really thought about I that. I haven't thought about that either. Social Security is the same way. You get a my, – my, my father-in-law passed away from lung cancer at 68, 69 years old. Never, ever pulled a dollar from Social Security in. Was not married. Boom, all that money gone. It's just gone. And it happens all the time. I never really thought about that. You look at the obituaries and you look at everybody that passes away in there and think of every dime they spent Social Security. And if they don't have kids at home that are under 18 years old, that money just, government keeps that money. Mm. But our government's broke. But it's because we're paying for Ukraine. That's a whole different (laughs) subject. This also here says that half of Texas teachers retire within eight years. Half. Wow. That seems like a lot. It do does what, seem like do a what lot. now? It right does. here. Half the teachers we have right now will be retired in eight years. Is half, that what you're saying? Half of new teachers, half of Texas teachers will leave within the first okay. eight years. I believe years. that. that, that, that yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe Retire. That. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. That, I, fa- I phrased yes. that wrong. 
Half of new teachers find a new job within eight eight years. years. I believe believe that. that. I've witnessed that with several of our newer teachers. Have y'all watched the series The Wire? I've talked about it a bunch lately because that's my favorite new series. It's on HBO. It shows an inner city school in Baltimore. You give me about eight days. It's about all I'm not sure if I'd make it that long. No, it's it's absolutely terrible. Okay, Erin, you teach a really interesting class. You teach forensics. I do. How did that come about, and how did you – what made you – what's your background to become a forensics teacher? This is sad to say. I don't have a whole lot of background in um, criminal justice or law or anything like that. I do have a master's in biology, and um, it fascinates me. Several years ago, um, I guess probably six or seven years ago, I approached our then principal and and asked, you know, Bowie has – this class, forensics class. I think it would be really great. And they kind of hem hawed and it never happened. Well, we got a new principal and it happened. And I'm really, I'm really thankful that it did because it's a great class. It's fun. The kids love it. I bet it's a very popular class. It is. It is. It's it, becoming more popular. Is it an elective or does it go to like, like you said, does it go to like a science credit or how is it? It does go work? as a science credit. You have to have four science credits. Right. And um, so this one will count as a science credit. In some schools, it's a Kate class. Yeah. It a CTE. CTE mm-hmm. um, we don't count it as CTE. I don't even know what that means. Career, uh, career and technology. Okay. Now. When you say it's a science, we're talking biology one, biology two, chemistry of science? A and P, yes. It's, yeah, so we have physiology. Uh, IPC, which is integrated physics and chemistry. Freshmen biology, take that, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Biology, that was that was- chemistry, <laughs> physics, um, environmental systems, forensic science. I think that's it. So tell me about forensic science, because I'm thinking of Quincy, and for that's for all the old people as a medical examiner, or CSI now. What, what all do y'all actually... Kind of go over what you do in a class like that. Okay, um, just some of the units that I do. Um, one of the thing, one of the things that I do, the kids love it. We have Serial Killer Friday, <laughs> and it's not every Friday, but um, I'll introduce a serial killer, and then we'll go over just some highlights of that serial killer, and then they do they go off on kind of a, a research <laughs> of them. Siri cool. picked up on that. Oh. Hey, hey, serial killer. <laughs> <It's on my laughs> <deal>. <laughs> They're always listening. So the the kids love that. Um, we do. We learn about how to process a crime scene. So we go in, and again, I ha- I've ha- I'm having to learn a lot of this as I go. But I do have some friends that are in law enforcement and that work for the DA's office. So I, I contact them and talk with them about things. And um, so we I set up a crime scene, and the kids go in and they photograph it and they take evidence. And this has to be the most popular class in school. It, it is one of the most. I want to take it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it's sounds interesting. Awesome. So, yeah. like serial killer. So you do John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Had did you watch that Netflix? Mm-hmm. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Mm-hmm. I saw a trailer, and one of the boys was talking about what he did to him. Yeah, and that was a little dark for it's, me to go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I watched the Ted Bundy one, and I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a woman that you know, might have gotten raped, so <laughs> might have been different if I'd have been a woman, but. Never date a man that drives a Volkswagen Beetle. The John Wayne Gacy one, like, because he was like a 62-year-old man. And, like, yeah. he was just breaking down crying. Like, he tied me to a bed, and it was not a good See the one that had the, the, the clown. Gym. He was he, the clown. Who's the one that had that under their house, a basement? John Wayne Gacy. That was him, and he'd get them guys and then handcuff them, and then that would be the end of it. Mm-hmm. He was just sick fuckers. Would he get... Would he just get boys off of the street, or mm-hmm. was he getting prostitutes? He would um, – I think a lot of times he would go, um, like, to a bus station. Right. And if there was a kid 
a, a younger yeah younger kid younger boy he would get them and take them back they'd say you know i just let's just drive around for a while and then they'd end up going back to his house yeah kids are dumb we kidnapped a kid one time now this is a this, oh is, this, is, a true, this is a true story now you know kidnap is a strong word here held him against his will didn't hold him against the will but me and so, i'm gonna i'm not gonna name these buddies of mine one <laughs> of them's got a wife that would whip my ass so i'm not gonna say his name for sure but anyways, me, a couple of buddies of mine and a couple of girls were riding around one night. And we were in downtown Wichita Falls for some reason. I have no idea. And there's this kid walking down the street. And I, was like, I rolled down the window and I said, hey. And I was, I was just jacking with the kid. And I thought, like hey, can you give me some directions to the mall? And so this kid comes up and starts talking to us. And he's trying to give me directions to the mall. I said, why don't you just get in with this? So he got in with us. We took his ass all over Wichita Falls. <laughs> that was probably the best night of his life. No, we scared him. Oh. I got pretty graphic jacking with him and scared oh. the shit out of him. We left him out in the Sears roof parking lot. Oh, downtown no. Wichita oh my gosh. Falls. Now, looking back at this, this was not a good move on our part. We thought it was funny. I'm sure the girls did. thought it was funny. Then after we dropped him off, then they started feeling sorry for him. Then they got mad at us. But anyway, so I kidnapped a kid one time, technically, but it was, it was nothing <laughs> Kidnapping bad. is defined as taking of a person from one place to another against their will. You put him on the Sears parking lot. Well, he, he wasn't going to jump out going 55 miles an hour. <laughs> I wasn't driving, so I was just an accessory to the crime. No, I think you were the one that told him to get in. I think you're the main... We didn't make him get in, though. Fella. He got in on his choice. Yeah, he thought he was yeah. going to give you directions to them all, like any good... <laughs> human being would do he didn't realize we did buy him a sonic drink though well well whatever you think makes up for it <laughs> anyways so go, go go back to this so he would kidnap these kids at the bus stop yeah and he would take them back to his his house and then he would do sexual things and bad bad sexual mm-hmm. things like with baseball bats and billy yeah. clubs and so how many people did he actually murder oh did some guy some kids got away then some kids did, yeah. So he didn't murder all would of them. Would he let them go, or would they escape? I didn't watch the thing. One of them, I believe, escaped because um, he had a handcuff around already around him. Um, but he was doing just, uh, he would just do shows for the neighborhood, right, as a clown? Mm-hmm. And he everybody would. thought he was just totally normal? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's not normal. That's not normal. No, it's, clowns are not, not clowns normal. Clowns and Volkswagen. <laughs> not, no. normal. not normal. <laughs> no. Uh Confessed to killing 33, yeah. and he had 29 unburied under his house. And they never identified. They were never able to identify everybody. And on his case, we do a really cool anthropology. Um, I don't want to say lab because it's not really go back to the lab. It's, it's more of an activity. We have um, measurements, bone measurements, and height, and all of that. The kids will actually go through the NamUs database the missing persons mm-hmm. database and try to figure out um, match the measurements, their measurements with, um, with his victims. Really? Mm-hmm. So that it does it. What is it? You said that the, the measurements, it does it measure the bone or it measures like where, how far the bone has sunk into the ground? No, it'll, it'll give them like um, what it is, is they've taken the victim's bones. They've, They've done the measurements, like the length of their femur, okay. the whether it's male or female, right. which they were all male. Um, the eruption of the molars mm-hmm. is one thing that they can determine age. 
And so we have all of those things in this database on our page. And then the, the kids go in and start filtering through the NamUs right. database. Who's missing. To figure out who they are. And then they can kind of connect the dots that way. Yes. You know, there's a class like yours out there. Someone's going to end up breaking a case for somebody. It's just... Mm-hmm. Some, somebody's overlooked that someone's going to find that that is that's, that's a amazing. different perspective. Yeah. Have you gotten to go on like any uh, crime scenes yourself? You haven't got to do that yet. No, that would be. Fun. I really want personally. I want to go to um, oh gosh, an autopsy. Really, I mm. I want to do that. I teach anatomy and physiology as well, mm-hmm. and that would be really interesting for me. Um, one of the other things we do in forensics is. I get um, fetal pigs, mm-hmm. whether it's I shoot a sow or uh, Kim's son, Russ, shot one for me. He was in my class. and um, He loved it. We put them <laughs> out. We put them at different places, out in the sun, in a bag, hanging up, just out on. A dead farm. Yeah, on the fence row at school. And the kids go out every single period every day. And we track the, you know, what the weather is, whether there's flies on it, maggots what's going on with each one so they can kind of see the decomposition. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Midwestern have a class that they teach, uh, or they used to teach people to be medical examiners there. They had a class on that. Do they not do that anymore? Oh, not that I know of. I think a long time ago they used to do that. Um, what about, have you talked to the, the FBI in Tennessee? They have a dead farm. Do they not do? They have one at Texas State. And um, then that summer they have like professional development for teachers. And it's just really expensive. Um, the school board, I think, Sean has talked about trying to get me to be able to go. The problem is paying for the class is okay. It's me paying for the, like the hotel. And mm-hmm. it's cause it's maybe five days worth of staying there and eating and all that. You know, I have relatives everywhere. I do. They should there. offer that though. <laughs> See, to me, that's something the state should pay for. You're yeah. teaching your kids. You're pulling all our money out. You're holding the – got all these dead people that don't get to collect a dime off their retirement fund. Pay for teachers to go to something like this. I mean, that's something that really is – this is a fascinating class. It is. And I wish that I had a better background in forensics or um, criminal justice. But, like I said, I'm kind of learning as I go, and I'm. this is my, think, fifth year doing it. But – um. It's it's fun. I, I can do the science part, mm-hmm. the law part. I may have to call you on. <laughs> well, I'm very I'm a very amateur any of that. You're uh sl- you're living in the slaughterhouse, Little Chicago now. Wichita All Falls right. is quickly becoming the murder capital I in Texas. Know. What eight in the last five weeks? Mm-hmm. And that and so, that none their their police department will not let you come on a. I mean, I could understand why you don't want someone on an active crime scene. I get that, but you'd think well, maybe that they like would, after it's all taped off and or the body's taken away. Done or something. Yeah, you'd think that they would go over, or, or there's a detective could show you an old case or something would be. I haven't done that, but um, one of my brother's friends, y'all, y'all know my brother, but um, one of my brother's friends, Stephen Cleary, he went to Old High. I know Stephen. Um, he was a detective uh, in, I think, for Dallas PD, and I contacted him, and he sent me a thumb drive full of closed cases that were he did the photography of the crime scenes and so we'll pop one of those in and we'll walk through all of the photographs and it's like it's dead bodies and brains on a couch and things like that but we talk through it and how old do you have to be do you have to be a senior to take this class juniors and seniors juniors and seniors are they all 
fairly mature enough to take this class? Like you haven't yeah. had the little Jeff Stanfield in the back and oh look at that or whatever. What do you mean? You were not a good student. Jeff. <laughs> you were not a teacher. I had a lot of fun. You were not a teacher's ideal. Man, I really wish Jeff Stanfield would be back in my class. Oh yeah, the drama guy did. He hated you. Oh yeah, my <laughs> drama teacher didn't. And TV and I was the anchor of the Coyote News for a while. They loved me there. Who was? I thought he was the one that. No, that guy didn't. Like, no, that was another guy. He did not like me at all. And he had good reasons. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the students handle it very well. They're very mature whenever the they graphic do. photos. We talk about it at the beginning of the year, and they sign. They have to take a paper home and have mm-hmm. their parents sign. Even if they're 18, they have to sign a release, a consent. Because we do. We see things that are very graphic. graphic. And um, we talk about, you know, we may see dead bodies. We are going to see dead bodies, and we're going to be respectful because these are victims. Yes, that's right. And so we, we have a hardcore talk about that at the beginning and we typically don't have to talk about that ever again we had the, we had a dallas uh what did that guy do that was on with us no uh have you seen the staircase on netflix i started watching it but i haven't finished it the staircase Is it pretty good it, yeah it's very good um what was the guys i know that we had detective charles soul on he's a murder detective in uh raleigh north carolina i'm trying to remember the guy's name in the stair um michael the rider yeah Anyways, they, they, the but anyway, was on with us. We oh, had wow. we had the guy that uh, helped break that case, and he also broke another case that I wasn't as familiar with. Um, I'm try- Michael Peterson <clears throat> was the guy's name, but anyway, he says his wife fell down a staircase, mm-hmm. and forensics is like she's got like thirty lacerations on her head, and yeah. like. Uh, no, it's this ain't adding up. And then you get to digging, and the guy's first wife, second, yeah, first wife, died by falling down a staircase in France. Probably killed her, too, and just got away with it. But they say that's what killers do. If they get away with one murder, they'll Move just on. do that the same way. Britney Spears, are you listening? But uh, <laughs> evident, the, what they say started the whole fight was that she found out he was bisexual. He had, he had male pornographic material on his computer. She found it. He had also been meeting male prostitutes. She confronted him about it. He got pissed and then took a, um, it was like it, something to start a fire. They used it to start a fire with to like blow on it and it would shoot air. But anyway, they say he, blow poke. They said he took that and... Oh, over wow. and over again, the, the, but it's very, very like in that yeah. in the Netflix series, like you see her like sprawled out and blood all up mm-hmm. and down the staircase, and let's be I can honest. only imagine a seventeen or eighteen year old seeing some of that yeah. material. Let's be honest: if she if he would have been sleeping with female prostitutes, she wouldn't have been very happy either. So either way, <laughs> but yeah, the guy's name is Detective Charles Soul, and I can see what other case it was. We watched no, that. Oh, he was a he was a uh, he was a cult leader. And he killed one of the sons. The other case that this guy yes. broke. And I can't remember the oh. name of it. I, that, I'll tell you another show or another guy we had on. We had the Dallas uh, forensics guy, wasn't it? The guy that said Winnie the Pooh. Everybody, if you're Winnie and the Pooh in it at your house, you're going to die. Oh, they find you just with the t-shirt on, yeah, no bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that's when you know you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. When you come home from a long day of work and you've only got your t-shirt on, you're dead. You're, you're that's how I'm going to find you. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm going to get you. a call seven days later that there's a stinky odor coming, and that's how I'm going to yeah. find you. So the first forty-eight, I notice that all the time. So everybody's dead in there. Uh, one Andy's youngest son, Winnie the Pooh, it at the house sometimes. Like, buddy, you better put some clothes on before you get shot or something's going to happen. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah, Raven Abaroa was the other guy's name. Yes. 
broke, and I'll pull up the specifics. So you, I'm like you though. This stuff it fascinates me. I love a good. I love me a good crime series. Did uh, have you pay? Have y'all done the BTK killer yet? We have. That guy's that guy right there was the classic. Couldn't stay. Most criminals. Is that your phone, Jeff. Yep. <laughs> Decline that. Raven Abaroa. He killed. Uh, Doing a podcast. Call you later. Logan. <laughs> oh, love you, bye. Um, anyways, uh, the BTK guy, if he would have just stayed his own, they'd have never caught him. I know. Had to, had to get back in the middle of it. Yeah. And I just don't. I, I, but he he would have never. I would have never pictured him as a serial killer. No, fairly normal. Was he? Did he work for FedEx or no? FedEx. He worked for uh, the city of Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. He was a dog uh, catcher, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And decided that he just would kill. Find, torture, and kill. Yeah, just, mm, I don't. And then write letters to it. Have you seen the movie, uh, The Zodiac Killer? Yes. Of San Francisco? Mm-hmm. That's a great story. And did, you, did y'all watch the YouTube of the guys that it decoded the cipher? Mm-mm. How they decoded it? Mm-mm. It's wild. It really? is wild. Just yes. A weird, just just the way they were able to, I mean, they worked on it for years, and there was a team of, I think, I don't know, maybe four of them or so, and they were like computer hackers, but they just knew codes. But it ended up, you know, I think it was like blocks of letters, and um, it ended up being diagonal. It was like, this letter means something, or this symbol means something, and then three over means something, and then the next row, it was diagonal from that so it's just it's crazy probably this one yeah there were several um and then they took but I were they all was, did they all follow like the same code like you were saying like diagonal like every yes so and they was, all had the same pattern mm-hmm. so once you cracked one you kind of cracked them all yes but it took them forever right to finally get it that is it's crazy that people are out there that are that smart number one how smart is a zodiac killer that's right to make a right. freaking to make a code like that even make sense. Right. Because I would have screwed up one symbol. I'm like, motherfucker. Start all over again. <laughs> he wrote what, it in ink. What gets me is the people that... What what flips your switch to do something like this? I mean, to yeah. want to kill someone. I've been pissed off at some people in my life. I've never wanted to, I've never wanted to kill anybody. Yeah. I mean, you're to, and then to just pick random people because everybody's got their own story. You just can't pick a random person out of the crowd that don't have somebody that doesn't love them. I mean, even people that think nobody loves them, someone cares about them. Mm -hmm. So you just can't take a random person out, whether it's the quiet kid in the class or the jock that's loud or the most popular girl or the girl that cuts her wrist and shit. You don't. There's 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 something that's. I just don't understand where there's enough hatred in your life. You know, Mm -hmm. like when we kidnap that kid, we don't want to kill him. You know, just give him a ride. (laughs) But it. I mean. When kids, they es- things escalate quickly with kids, too. No, I'm talking about, but most of these are adults that do stuff. No, I understand, but when you see a lot of these things with, like, y'all are bad, you could be bad influences feeding on one another, and then before you know it, you're only going to take this kid for a joyride, and now you got him naked duct taped to a telephone pole. Kids feed off of one another's bad energies, and they have a lot of stupid things that come about it. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you on any of that. <laughs> they had a killing this weekend in Dallas. They had a lady that... I don't know if she was a stripper or if she just was going to place. There's a place in Dallas called XTC. Never realized that's ecstasy because <laughs> I drove by it. It's over by Love Field, I guess, somewhere. I've seen the place before. I just thought it was XTC Strip Club, but it's ecstasy, like the, mm-hmm. the sex drug. But anyways, that lady 
got in a car and they got in an altercation with the security guards there. Security guards shot the car and they killed the lady. This happened on Friday night. Wow. Wow. I follow a thing on Facebook called Smash the Topic. It's a black website or a black Facebook page. And anything that's happened to someone in the black community, they do it. And I started following them when all this started having the, the Dallas shooting with the cops and stuff mm-hmm. back when Obama was in office. I, a, a friend of mine that works for the, a, a government agency with some letters, I'm not going to say which one, told me, he said, you got to watch this. He said, this guy's pretty interesting because anything that's going on, he's there. So I started following him. Anytime someone gets shot in Dallas or anything, they're mm-hmm. there. And there's a lot of shit happens at the same place. So they had a live deal there. And, I mean, it's pretty oh. graphic on there. But this lady was in deal, and they got in a car, and then these security guards shot her. Well, I'm thinking, what in your mind makes you shoot a freaking car with people driving off, no matter what they've done? Yeah. You know, whatever has happened is gone. Yeah, they're leaving. And they shot. And I don't know the whole story. The cop might, the the security guard might have been off-duty Dallas police officers. Maybe they had a gun in the car and they were pointing at him. I don't know the story, but I think they arrested one of the guys. But it takes a lot to snap someone to shoot somebody. Yeah. So I I was researching this Raven Abaroa. He was not a cult leader. That was another one of these guys' cases. (laughs) But... um, Raven Abaroa killed his wife. That's a soccer player. He was a soccer yes. player. He comes home from playing soccer one night, calls 911, says, my wife's been shot. There's blood everywhere. I think she's been shot. She's been stabbed through the heart multiple times. Um, he told everybody that when he left the house to go play soccer, she was in bed for the night. So she was watching TV in bed. She was retired for the night. Um. So it became a cold case, and this detective got it, and he started, like, looking at things, and he's like, he, he saw a picture of a bathroom. Her contact case was open. So he's like, I know people that wear contacts, and when they go to bed, they take their contacts out. So if she was in bed for the night, her contacts should be in the case, not in the case. So they exhumed her body, contacts still in her, in her eyes. And that's how he broke the case, was that she still had contacts in her eyes, and then Raven's alibi just fell apart. So he stabbed her in the heart. Came up behind her, stabbed her in the heart. That's harder to do than shooting someone, I would think. I would think so. Intimate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like cutting my own finger. Well, who does? Well, I mean, I'm just saying that just the squeamish part of it. And most people that stab people are cut up themselves, too. Have y'all found that? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that, Jeff? I feel like you're just pulling things here. No. Most stabbing deaths, people have cuts on their hands and stuff. Oh, you think about yeah, taking yeah. a knife and yes. you're cutting oh, like, right? yes. it you, you, yes. Yeah, blood's nasty. Yes. It gets, you know, and I've, I've got a, we've got another friend of ours that works a lot of big crime scenes, big crime scenes. Like anywhere in the United States, he goes to these things and talks about how slippery the floors are with the blood oh. and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, goes to a house where there's 11 people oh. shot at a Super Bowl party or something, and you go in there and the blood's three inches thick in the floor oh. and just... The stuff that these uh. these see, that's why I think police officers are underpaid mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think firemen are, because I got a lot of firemen. My dad was a retired fireman. All, all emergency, 911 guys, anybody, mm-hmm. ambulance people, teachers, they're all underpaid. But we can only afford to pay people so much money. Yeah. So that's back to that other deal. <laughs> so have you had a parent come to you that didn't want you to, want to remove their kid from the class Pulled yet? them out midway? Not yet. Have you had kids wanting to get in the class that don't qualify to get in the class? No, because they have a sequence that they have to take their science classes, so it's kind of progression. Right, but nobody like took physics their senior year and was like, son of a bitch, I should have done forensics. No, because they can double up if they want. Oh. What about dumb Johnny that can't get through the other stuff but wants to take your class because you have to have some of those? That's a yes. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I, they have to have chemistry as a prerequisite. Now, that is a, that's one of those that the kids are like, oh, 
I didn't realize I had to have chemistry. Oh. And really, they with blood spatter, it's more physics. You know, they should have some physics um, background. But I don't know why we don't have chemistry and physics or and or as yeah. prerequisites. But that was one of the things that I noticed in the staircase. The way that they can recreate these crime scenes, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they've got like these dolls and then they put paint on their head and then they get something that yes. they think matches the object that struck them. And then they just go to town on it. And um, like uh, making a murderer. Yeah. Did you watch Kathleen Zellner and the the blood spatter? Um I don't know Endless. that I saw that. I th- I, I'm thinking of Mine Hunters is what oh. I saw. I need to watch Making a Murder. That one was pretty good. It's a lot of seasons, isn't it? It is. It's really long. It is. It is. The but murder podcasts are huge right now too. They are. Mm. Cold case deals. This is what people want. You know, people are weird. We're some sick people in this country. <laughs> that. You know. Um, yep. I watched the series on Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Yeah. Is that the one that Clay gave the ride to? No. <laughs> Clay did give a ride to a serial killer. He could have been a millionaire. Um, but the Ted Bundy case and then the Night Stalker, the courtroom was filled with women. Yes, because they're just infatuated. It's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you're just dinner to these people. Dinner. <laughs> and, like, you're... Not the fun way. <laughs> you're sending naked Polaroids to Richard Ramirez, and, you know, you weren't even his type. Like, he liked little little kids. But uh, women are weird. I mean, you guys, y'all are... Odd ducks. <laughs> you see, well, I don't know. Jeff's trying to marry the craziest lady on the, on the planet. I'm not trying to marry anybody. I just said if your mom got hit by a bus or something, and I was going to get married. But the again. courthouses fill up with women, and I don't know what that. I don't know what that's about. I think it goes back to the Harlequin romances or something like that. I don't know, but Bundy was. He would have been fun to watch mm-hmm. in the courtroom. He was very charismatic. He was, and the way he, because he was training to be a lawyer. Be a lawyer. Yeah. So just to be able to watch him would be, would have been interesting. You, did you see it? Did you see what the judge told him? Yes. Like at the very end. Yes. Like you could have done anything in this world, and this is the path you went down. I like that judge. People are easily swayed, though. We forget how dumb people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all work with kids, you know. But <laughs> I mean, have you seen this? The, the, the new uh, "Be Sweet and Pray" or whatever it is about the the cult leader Jeffress. I think uh, it was Jeffs. What was his name? Yeah. Um, Warren Jeffs? Warren Jeffs. Warren Jeffs, the mm-hmm. uh, Mormon mm-hmm. extreme. FLDS. Yes. I watched that series the other day, and I'm thinking, how can you let your 13-year-old daughter as a man have sex and marry this old 84-year-old guy? Who has beating 59 other yes. wives. I mean, what, what part of this is normal? And they, they get mm-hmm. these people convinced of that. So I'm thinking, hey, Britney Spears is in my wheelhouse somewhere. I mean, <laughs> these people are crazy. You can teach. I mean, you can get people to do anything, and that right there showed it. And it was. And did you know there's still ten thousand of them people in this country? I did not. Yes, I, I knew that. Like the uh, Branch Davidians, there were still a following of that. Yes, you know. But I just it just amazes me how dumb people are. And so then when you see these serial killers, you think, you know, what? Do you not? How how you and they convince these people to go with them and do stuff. The, <clears throat> one of the biggest serial killers in our country is from our was was arrested henry lee lucas have y'all mm-hmm. done him yet we don't we don't do him much just because he was wasn't he the one that um lied so much i think he just kept buying more time and getting more fried chicken that way yeah, and milkshakes yes i think that was what it was about was that but he did kill a lot of people and every time i drive through ringo texas i go by that house where that one lady uh-huh. miss rich was yes. killed. he's got a netflix too yes he does um what's it called 
probably yeah, socks or something. Cause the orange socks. Orange socks. Because one yes. of them, he left socks on them. No. Um, or, no, it was like the confession killer? The confession killer. Because he just confessed to a whole bunch of murders mm-hmm. that he didn't have anything to do yes. with. Just so that right. he could... Like you buy said. himself time and have a better life in prison, uh-huh. like to entertain. But he was actually, but he he did kill people. Mm-hmm. Now, Kim and me are about the same age. Do you remember the Tony Gibbs murder in Wichita Falls? I do. That was a scary time at our time because yes. everybody was scared to go anywhere. Yes, we've had two things in Wichita Falls. We had the Tony the, that guy, and then oh. the the rapist guy. Yeah, and I forgot about when we were in college because I got pulled over one night. At uh, Deerfield Apartments or Hunters, whatever the one is in uh, Parker Square, that apartment complex, I pulled in about one o'clock in the morning there, and boy, cops' lights were on me, because that's when that guy was raping those people, Uh and all they didn't know nothing about him, and the guy was using like uh, lime green condoms or something, and that's how they ended up catching him. Some cop pulled him over in the middle of the night, and he had a box of lime green condoms in his car. And he was taking people out of their houses. Like, he, he raped a 13- or 14-year-old girl, mm-hmm. went to her house, raped her, or took her out of her house, raped her, and then gave her a quarter and dropped her off, like, on Jacksboro Highway and Jeez. let her call her parents from yeah. Winn-Dixie to come pick her up. But that that but the Tony Gibbs murder, or Terry Gibbs, was it Terry Gibbs? I don't remember. But that that was huge because there was three or four T-O-N-I? murders. Huh? T- T-O-N-I, I'm I assuming? I believe it was I think Tony. So. Tony Gibbs. Tony Gibbs. A really good-looking lady. Farian Wardrop. Yes, the, the preacher from Alney. Oh, yeah. And at first it was Danny Laughlin they thought murdered him, and he went to Denver, and he died in prison, and they thought that was it. Well, then they found out it was the preacher at Alney was a serial killer, and the cop went to his went to the visit him at church or, or at the church and had a cup of coffee, and he took the coffee cup and yeah. put it in a Ziploc and sent it off for DNA, and that's how they arrested him. He was, he was at work, and um, John Little, the detective, came up and sat and watched him come out from the break from a break and he was eating cheese crackers mm-hmm. and he took a drink and then he went up there and said hey do you have a spit cup around and he pointed in the trash can and so he looked in the trash can and there were all kinds of the same cups that he had but he just happened to find one that had the cheese crackers on the and that's edge, how he got and him. that's how he got him and that was a guy can you imagine being your preacher I, you know, what was his name? Farian. Farian. Farian, Farian got Farian taken out by the cops today. Our preacher, what for? For murder. Um, and he killed a couple people, didn't he? Or was it just total one? of five yeah, women. Five. Four yeah. of the women were killed in Wichita Falls, Texas, and the surrounding counties. One was counties. in Fort Worth. Yeah. One, one was, was in Fort Worth. Was Ellen Blau one of those? Uh, yes. She was one of the lady that worked yes. at Subs and Suds by the and they found her body. Out Terry by. Sims, Tony Gibbs, Tony Gibbs. Yep. Ellen Blau, Tina Kimbrough. I guess that's the four. What was that, like in 1982, oh. 83? Uh, 80, 81? Uh, 85 is when Tony Gibbs disappeared. I mean, that was some scary shit. It was. I mean, people were, everybody's attention. Because every time you look on, everybody, we didn't really have cable TV. If we did, it was very, everybody we, watched the news. We did not. And you watched the news, didn't you, every night? Yes. And all that shit. I can tell you what happened. That was my senior year. And... We had stolen a bunch of pumpkins. I sound like a freaking horrible person. <laughs> but we we used to steal pumpkins on Halloween. We'd have a big contest, and we'd all take them to Taco Bell or somewhere, and whoever got the most pumpkins, everybody had to put a case of beer up. And whoever won would win all the beer and stuff. So we were stealing pumpkins. But we started, we cheated. We went like a couple weeks early. And so we hid them out by the um, clinic in Wichita Falls, out in the country. We put all of our pumpkins up there. And we went out there one night, and someone had taken a freaking ham uh, hatchet and had hatched all of our pumpkins up. <laughs> 
And it was like, ooh, this gives you the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> then on the news, like three nights later, they found a dead body somewhere by there. They'd been hatcheted up. And, boy, I was like, that's enough of my shit. We ain't still no more pumpkins early. <laughs> <laughs> this says he got out in 97, moved to Olney, remarried, became a good pillar of the community. And then I guess in 1999, cold case got him. Mm-hmm. Um, he killed Tina Kimbrough because she reminded him of his ex-wife. Broke into her apartment, suffocated her with a pillow. Yes. She did nothing wrong. She just reminded him of his ex. Wow. I'm telling you. It's, uh... And he just, I think this last year, tried to get his last appeal, and they oh, denied really? it. They should put him to sleep. The day after he's convicted, they should put, that's one of the problems our whole justice system is. You should give people second chances. They shouldn't have a second. You killed somebody. That lady didn't get a second chance because she looked like somebody. They should kill them the next day. If you do that shit, we wouldn't have near as many problems. I mean, I just saw in Dallas, somebody was out on a, a no-cash bond or a, a capital murder bond and something, got out, and now they're looking for him. If I kill somebody and you give me bond, I'm telling you right now, listen, world, if I kill somebody and you give me bond and I'm going to prison the rest of my life, you ain't catching me again. I'm going to go down I'm going to go down swinging or I'm going to be in a foreign country. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. But would you, if you knew you were going to prison the rest of your life, what do you got to live for? Um, T, uh, Tony Gibbs, was she was she leaving work yeah, whenever was, he found her? She was just a nurse. She'd been going at General Hospital. She was a good-looking lady, too. Mm-hmm. About 6 o'clock in the morning after he had been walking all night. So he was just out cruising the town and found Tony Gibbs. That's what's crazy to me is when you look at the time aspect of just the randomness of life. Like, you're so close to, potentially so close to... Life-altering experiences every day of your life. All the Just time. one, you caught one extra red light when you shouldn't have, and an 18-wheeler T-bones you, or it doesn't. Had she had an extra patient or taken just an extra two minutes, they might not have crossed mm-hmm. paths at the same time. She'd still be alive today. It's just that the randomness to life is what gets me often. Well, I can tell you that picture right there, her and her new uniform, everybody in Wichita Falls, if you pull that up and they knows were in, knows exactly what the hell that was because that was on the news 24-7. We're looking for her. <laughs> she's missing. She's this. She's that. And, you know, and I steal that old that old uh, train car that's out there off yes. Jasper Highway. If I go by there today, that's going to tell you exactly. I don't even know if it's still there. But if it is, I'm going to say that's where they found her body at. And it was cold that winter when they found her. And the, the guy from uh, a meter. Can you imagine being that meter guy that day no. that was looking at lines and stumbling on that shit? You, February 15th, utility worker found her naked body in a field. Yeah. Southwest corner of West Gentian. Gentsy, Gents Road. Gents, yeah. Gents Road. It's right out. If you go to Wichita Falls, you're going to Wichita Falls like you're going to Jacksboro. It's about mm-hmm. a mile out past Old Speedway on the right side of the road. Almost uh, to what is it? Isn't it almost to like 1954? It's not. Yeah, it's halfway in between. I think yeah. it's the only road that goes back to the west yeah. between Wichita and 1954. So if you had to pick a favorite serial killer to look at, who is it? Who's your favorite one to like research? With my students? Yes. Um, well, both. With your students I mean, and then in your... is this a personal in, thing too? You like no. serial killers? Well, well I'm sure it takes no. over your line of thinking. It does because I'm constantly thinking, oh, th- I need to do this in class. Right. Your poor husband. He's like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's our Netflix we'll account. <laughs> <laughs> Can you have a separate profile on your Netflix right. account? It's getting awfully dark. <laughs> so um, in class and then it just your personal favorite. In class, um, I think it's Jeffrey Dahmer. Just because of shock factor. What a sick, 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 so bitch. 
He was cannibalizing his victims. Yeah, and disintegrating them in, in acid. acid and going to work at a chocolate factory with a skull in a little wooden box. I didn't know about that. He would leave it in his locker. What? So mm-hmm. he just, was that like teasing people? Um, or just he liked the fact that, hey, I've got, you're so close to what you don't even know about. From, from all of the um, research, I guess, that I've come across is he wanted to feel close to his victims. And every time he would kill them, like he would lay with them until they smelled. And then he would You're good. He would get, you know, get rid of them. Wasn't he gay? He yes. was. All, All of his victims were male. male. Most of them were black, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of some other, at least some other ethnicity. Right. And I think a lot of them were sex workers. What mm-hmm. is the deal with the serial killers that are gay? The Atlanta child murder guy, he was a gay dude too, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know. See, that's Ooh, what guy everybody forgets about. Atlanta, Atlanta child, child killer, yeah. Do you not remember that? In the early 80s. Yeah. They and I should. You don't know about this either? Oh, this was well, a big thing. She this will now. This was national. <laughs> she will now. This may be a new lesson. Yeah, this guy was named, I want to say Richard maybe, but he's a black guy. He wore glasses, but he was a gay dude. And he was the Atlanta child killer. He killed kids, boys, mm. 13, 14, 12-year-old kids. And they, he, I think he was throwing them off of the bridge there. Was this in the 80s? Yep. I'm not fine. Just look up Atlanta child killer. I did. Yeah, you're not doing a good <laughs> job of it. Pull it up here. Atlanta child murderer. Okay, try that. Um, I'll see if I can find. Oh, yeah, there he is. Maybe. Over What's his name? Well, I'm not getting a name, Jeff. They keep that stuff under wraps. Nice. But I can see his mugshot here, but it won't pull up who he is. You know, technology. Um, he's a black guy. Wayne Williams. Atlanta Child Murders Wayne Williams. See how quick I did that? <laughs> I can't see half the time. Wayne Williams, convicted of murder, serving life in prison for the killing of two men. No, 22 murders. He's suspected <laughs> of that, Jeff. Well, he's the one that he's did He's convicted it. of only two. Right, but they, as soon as he got locked up, didn't BTK. If he did it, he quit doing it for all. 22. 14-year-old boy disappeared on Ju- July 21st, 1979. Four days later, another team went missing. Both that soon learned had been killed. It was the beginning of a shocking series of murders, some 29 in all, that would take place over the next 22 months in Atlanta. The victims were all young African-Americans, and as the death toll mounted, so did fear and tension across the city. Hmm. Yeah, but I think... You got Dahmer was gay. Wayne Gacy, he was he had a wife, so Yeah, but I think he was closet. He was closet. I think this dude was gay. I don't want to call him out because he might be in prison and come back and get me, but I think he was gay too. <laughs> um Ted Bundy was straight. He was solely women. Uh was he laying the pop to these people he was killing or was he just killing them? Uh I think that was after death Ted Bundy was no, he. They would, would have relations. They yes. were, it was consensual though, and it then was. he would kill him. And then yes, yeah. He also he did things to the body ne- afterwards. Yeah, ne- he was into necrophilia. necrophilia. That's some sick shit, right? How there. the hell do you even? Could you imagine? Like, okay, you're the, you're the word inventor. Okay, this guy's <laughs> having sex with corpus corpse. What are we gonna call it? We need to come up necrophilia. with necrophilia. That's the word. That's what I'm gonna come up with. I would have said sick bastard <laughs> necrophilia. If that's what you want to do, then that's fine. But. Can you imagine that, though? I mean, what a, a uh, sick... He would 
dump mm-hmm. he would like revisit the body he'd dump them and then a just lot go of back. a lot of them would um uh the green river killer yeah he was he was big on that he would dump them and then go revisit until he just could not Ugh. do it anymore mm. which is Mm. You now, I'm going to ask a sick, sick question, and I'm a sick-minded son of a bitch. I know that, <laughs> so I'm going to ask this anyways. And this is people out here are going to judge me on this, and I'm okay with that because I really don't care, but their bodies get kind of stiff. After it yeah. loosens up. So it does. They go through rigor mortis, and then rigor mortis will actually go away. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the body gets flexible again. Yeah. Okay, that answered that question then. Y'all knew where I was going with this because I was thinking <laughs> it's going to be physically impossible to break some femurs and stuff here. Because I think it only, I think rigor mortis only lasts a couple of days, doesn't it? Um, I think it it begins around twelve hours mm-hmm. and then it goes away. I think around thirty six. Right. So it just it depends on environment conditions, the person, a lot of things. Just leave it alone for two days and. Is there anything that really gives you the heebie-jeebies about this that you've watched or seen that really, really bothers Not the moral part of it, because it's all morally oh, wrong. Yeah. But is there anything that you've seen that you really think? Because it's hard to shock me on what someone would do. Like, if you put somebody in a blender or their liver and you ate it on a sandwich, it would not surprise me in today's world. I'm yeah. sure we've had that. I mean, it, just, it doesn't. So is there anything that you've seen in any of these cases that you thought, that's a sick bastard? I think, I think anything that has to do with kids. Yeah, that would bother me. Bothers me. Yeah, yeah. That the guy with that, that Gacy guy. I think about that. Them poor kids being tortured like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't understand. You, you. We're probably missed. The biggest serial killers in the world is the Mexican drug cartels. Yeah, that we don't even know about. Like the bodies of acid. There was. A, there's a guy down there, and they had a nickname for him that would put people in vats of, of acid. acid. There's no telling how many thousands of people they've yeah. killed. They just disappear into the scene. My favorite one, for myself to look at. Is Samuel Little? I don't know who he is. He's um, he's killed around these parts. He's Uh-oh. killed all across um, the United States. In fact, he was brought to Decatur to be uh, questioned. He did a lot of. Um, he couldn't remember their names, but he would draw them. He would draw the victims for the investigators. There's got to be he's a background guy. of all these people that has a common link. I know a lot of them don't have dads in their lives. Single father, single motherhood is is is, is one of the problems. I th- or or an overbearing mother. You see that a lot. Yeah. Um, Ed Kemper. Mm, yes. Decapitated his mother and made her perform oral sex. Just took the head off of her, and that's what he did. Oh. That's the one that bothered me right there. And that's then he the put one? her uh, mm. trachea down the oh, garbage uh, disposal, so she couldn't yell at him anymore. Yes. So she couldn't be mean to him anymore. After he made her decapitate I bet they had head. a fucking swimming pool and Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's a lot of years of abuse to get to that point. Yeah. Like he was mentally tortured every single day of his and life. And he was, like, a really mother. not... He, other people, he was the really liked him, I think. He, he was, was a gentle giant. I yeah. mean, in pr- from what yes. I saw on videos of Wouldn't him. Wasn't, like, six, seven, 400 pounds yeah. and big, big fucker. Guy. He wanted wow. to be... Didn't he want to be, like, a, a trooper? He wanted to be a cop, yeah. And he couldn't. Well, yeah. He couldn't pass the. He couldn't physical. pass something. Yeah, he couldn't pass physical. But he always said, like, I guess he would go to the bars or whatever, and he was always real chummy with the police. The police officer. Yeah, he's six nine, right here. Yeah, big guy. Big fella. That's old Ed Kemper. Do they have a series on him on Mindhunter? They do. Yeah, he's that's a, where he's I watched that. On, that's him and Mindhunter right there. Yes. Very creepy. 
Have you gone? How many days can you look at something like this in a row and then be like, I got to, I got to go look at dogs in a park running around? <laughs> I don't make you it don't? a habit of just looking at them. You Re- know, researching. Usually, yeah, usually I just do it for the class and then I may watch it on Netflix or something, usually for class. Do you, do you ever, when you watch these shows and some of the victims, do you not think, how stupid can you be? I mean, you hear a noise outside in your garage and you walk out there with a flashlight. Take a fucking gun. That's a little judgmental, Jeff. No, it's not. Do you not think that way, Kim? You're blaming the victim. No, I'm not blaming the victim. No, you are. Not sometimes you are. You're blaming the victims. Them. You're putting it solely on their shoulders. Had they been smarter, they'd still be alive today is what you're saying. Okay, I, I do. Some people, some things I do think that way on. I'm thinking, how can you be so stupid, you know? Yeah, but haven't you ever done something like that? No, hell no. I'm taking a gun with me. <laughs> no. Nowadays, yes. Nowadays, yeah, but I've... If I hear a noise out in the country outside, I don't walk out there just nilly-willy. Tell them about the time that you guys got scared out here when you first opened the lodge. That was a different story, though. Oh, we want to hear. Okay. He was <laughs> petrified. I was. Um, we had been out here. That was our first hunting season out here, and we had an old farmhouse that sits where the social room does. And a buddy of mine, um, a guy, Randy Black. Do you know Randy Black? He has the loan. He's an RV. I call him an RVologist. He fixes RVs and shit across from okay. the deal. Anyways, he, he's a really good guy, good friend of mine. Anyways, Randy had come up and stayed with us, and um, we were me, Tony, and Randy were at the house. And a guy who worked for me from Louisiana was here, and he stayed in town. He went to town, and um, my phone rang about eight thirty at night, eight o'clock at night. It's dark then, you know, it's winter time, and um, I answered the phone. I'm like hello, and it's the dispatcher, and her husband was our game warden. And she's like, Jeff, uh, this is Barbara. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, um, have you seen anybody? She goes, can you talk right now? I said, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. She goes, she goes uh, if you can't talk about it, talk about the weather. Say something about wind or rain or something. Just naturally bring it up in conversation. I said, no, I can talk. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this weird conversation here? She's like, uh, have you seen anybody strange today? I said, well, he had some weird clients, but they left earlier today. She goes, are you sure you can talk? I was like, yeah, what's going on? She goes, well, she goes, there's some uh, some felons that are, have escaped, and they're over by the lodge somewhere along the river, and they think they're close to your place. And uh, Do you have anything with keys in it in your vehicles? Yeah, we have three trucks out here, three keys in them, keys and four-wheelers. She goes, do y'all have any guns anywhere? And at the time, we shot trap. <laughs> hunting lodge, lady. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah. I said, matter of fact, there's a couple shotguns on the four-wheeler by the trap. We were shooting trap earlier today. She goes, you need to go get all your stuff and bring it in. I said, okay. So Tony's like, what? I said, bad people coming, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> About that time, we see some headlights come down our driveway oh, right here. I'm like, son oh. of a bitch. Boy, here they are. Trying to load a gun up and shit. I'm like, get a gun, get a it's, it's highway patrolman. <laughs> Thank God. Pulls up in front of the house. You can see that old emblem on that black car you know that you know, emblem mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit and i went there it was danny wayne's got one of our local troopers and i knew danny i was like yes sir is something going on he said yeah and he goes he goes do you mind if i look through your barns and stuff I said no knock yourself out bud and please I said, do he said make sure you get all your keys out of your car i said what did these people do he said well he said they're wanted i said I understand what did they do he said well they cut a guy's head off and set him on fire that's pretty fucking serious now oh wow. my this is a serious wow. deal this ain't like someone robbed Allsup's and got some burritos and 50 bucks this is some serious Ooh. shit here I'm like oh shit well we're loading <laughs> our shit we get everything put in the house I had a scanner because I chase storms and I had a, my scanner from Wichita Falls with me and I turned it on I've turned it on before out here never hear a word that son of a bitch sounded like the Chicago Police Department oh going gosh. off there's people looking everywhere and stuff so I'm kind of getting a story of what's going on we go to close the windows at the lodge and lock them that old farmhouse, they didn't have no locks on the windows. So we're getting nails and putting them in the deal. <laughs> you know, 
Uh. I'm telling you, I was scared to death. <laughs> well, about 1030 at night, they caught the people. They had helicopters out here and everything. What happened was kids had left a a deal at Fort Worth, a, a halfway house for troubled teens, and they'd stolen a vehicle, and they got outside of Knox City, and they had a flat. And they were trying to hitchhike into town, and somebody stopped for them, and they 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 took off running, and then someone else stopped for them before they could get the cops there, and the description of the people met the description that they said so they killed somebody at Childress and set them on fire, and they met that description. These poor kids are thinking, God Almighty, we stole a suburban, and they got <laughs> helicopters after us. There was I, I'm surprised that some little constable or something out here wasn't trigger happy. It wasn't somebody didn't get shot. Yeah. I remember that night. I was a little kid. That was it, was it was before Jeff and my mom got together. And my mom's a single mom, two kids, and like I can remember the elders of the town like coming to get us in the middle of the night and like and my grandparents lived in the same small town as us and they're like, You're coming with us. Like this is and like they people were going through houses in Rochester, which is just a couple miles from here. Yeah. Like they're going through <laughs> houses, they're looking in backyards and like all of a sudden, my little brother and I were getting uprooted in the middle of the night, and we gotta go, we gotta go spend the night somewhere else. Yeah. It was a creepy day of night, but it scared the piss out. But of it me scared out here. everybody. Knox City, Rochester, just this entire community was just you enveloped. Got, you got three people. That, I mean, that's serious deal. Chopped your head off, and you know. Yeah. And I can remember the helicopters coming over, and like there was there's a T in Rochester where we turn a lot of times, and there's this old gas station, and I can remember the helicopter hovering over it, and I think that isn't that that's where they, they found them. Them at, yep. Oh, we just stole a suburban. <laughs> but that was a bad deal. But anyway, so, so have you gotten scared since you've done all this? I don't think so. Are you more aware? I'm more. I'm definitely more aware. And I we talk about situational awareness in in class. Yeah, all teachers need to do that, especially to the younger girls. Target, Walmart parking yeah. lots, and shit. You got to pay attention. Get out of we your freaking that. phone. Yep. Yeah, when we you're walking to your car. Yep. Yeah. D- don't Instagram. Yep. Yeah, have take the dang earbuds, take earbuds out. 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 Be able to see, listen. Mich- Michelle yep. calls me one time, and she's at she's at Target in Abilene, and she's like, uh, "Just keep talking to me." I'm like, "What's going on?" She goes, "In the parking lot, there's a guy in the parking lot acting weird." I said, "Go inside, go inside." And then she goes, "No, no, I'm at my car." She got in her car real quick, and she st- locked it up. And she goes, "He's getting in his car." I said, "You drive through that parking lot. And I'm gonna call 911." Well, anyway, she went one way, and he went another way. But that's what you do. If you're a young lady or anybody and you think someone's following you, you call 911, stay in your car driving. There ain't no person out there. The Hulk is not going to make you stop your car. No. And just drive through that parking lot till the cops mm-hmm. get there. When the cops get there, stop and point to the guy. And that that's the, the deal. Don't, you know. Yeah. And I, I've, I've seen deals where people put eggs on cars, break an egg, because if you use your wipers on it, it makes it worse. Yeah. And you can't. Vaseline, too. Some, just put it right on the thing and... Some some lady on my Facebook just the other day was in Dallas and somebody bumped into the back of her at a car and she got out and oh. the guy got out at the same time and the guy had a knife and her son was with him oh. and he screamed and she got in the car and took off and they I mean there's some sick fuckers out there there are I think that we've made people so afraid to discriminate that they don't listen to the alarm bells going off in the back of their head because they're like, well, you know, like he's probably just, or she's a nice lady, or he's probably just a nice guy. And it's like, no, your spidey senses are going off, and yeah. they're telling you to run, get in your vehicle, get away from this person. But we've done such a job of everybody's special, and like, you know, you live in this magical world where nobody, but no, there's people that want to hurt you. And I, it happens. We were, we were at Target six months ago, 
and me, Michelle, and Dylan, our granddaughter, come walking out. Or no, it was just me and Michelle. And there was a lady with a little girl about four years old. And she was talking. And this lady pulls up in this minivan, and she's talking to this lady. And I stopped. And I walked over. And I said, are you okay, ma'am? She's like, yeah. You know, kind of like I'm stupid. I was like, okay. She goes, wait, 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 hold on. She goes, you thought this lady here. She, I said, I didn't know. She goes, oh, no, no, no. She goes, that's my um, my cousin or some shit like that. She goes, thank you so much. Yeah. I do appreciate you for Because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I saw this lady pull up. And she's talking to this lady. And she was kind of like being, you could tell there was something. But they were just family discussion or some shit. But she thanked me after that. Yeah. And then when I took my basket by, she'd come again to thank me. She goes, I really appreciate you watching out for us. Because I didn't know what it was. Because you don't hear about that shit all. I mean, and I'm one of these guys, I'm going to intervene and say something and ask, are you okay? And I've done that more than one time because you just never know. I'd rather be 10 times wrong than one time be right and not say nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know? And my daughter, she's 16, almost 17. She works at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And they have little panic buttons. Really? Mm-hmm. That they wear. She at, to like, she has to stand outside. And when she stands outside. Yeah. What's her name? CJ. Okay. I went there the other day and the lady was talking. Hey, and I was in Abilene. We were there. That's the, the best customer services in the world. They got God on their side. They so, do. You know, and they say, bless you, problems. and it's my pleasure. Uh-huh. And they're the nicest people in the world. If Chick-fil-A ran our country, it would be like Donald Trump was in office again. <laughs> things would be done right. It don't matter what it is, let them run it. And they take care of things, and things uh-huh. are done. They need to let the, the CEO of Chick-fil-A go to work for the shipyards. We yeah. wouldn't have no damn <laughs> ships off the deal. They had them suckers unloaded in two days with a bunch of high school kids. Yeah. Samuel Little is the most prolific serial killer in United States history. Killed yeah. 93 people, dozens of women, choke and stroke killer. He targeted people that he thought wouldn't be missed by anyone. Drug addicts, sex workers, and people in poverty. Yeah. He killed, Little confessed in 2018 that he killed 33 additional people aside from the 60 confirmed. Sheesh. Now he's dead. Thank God. Yeah, he just passed away recently. 2020. Yeah. New Year's Eve 2020. Yeah. But I just, I don't, I guess his mother was a sex worker from what I gathered, and I don't know what set him off. But he, um, he was, like I said, he was um, interrogated in Decatur. Uh huh. Flown from Decatur, or maybe it was flown from California to Decatur. Anyway, um, he and the, I think it was a DPS worker investigator, became, I don't want to say tight, but tight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's how he started confessing. He just found a friend and a DPS mm-hmm. officer and mm-hmm. started blabbing too much. Yeah. Well, I think he knew at that point. It was over. It was over. So, but there, supposedly he killed someone in Wichita Falls, but I don't think they've... Ever. Put a name with everyone, right? Do you, but you don't you don't research him in class. We do. You do, and every year is a little bit different. This year we may do, you know, we have staples like Jeffrey Dahmer's a staple, right? Um, but if we we have different ones, and we do a serial killer unit like where the kids can pick one that they want to do. Um, so it just kind of varies. What? Um have you gone down the rabbit hole too far on any of these people? Like, you, and then you're just like, oh, my gracious. Why did I even start researching that fella? I don't, just because I don't have time. Have you? Did you research <laughs> the monster, the chick that uh, they met? Charlie Theron? Yeah. Eileen Wernos. Yeah, she's, she's crazy. She's special also. Yeah. How many? She killed men. How many, how many men did she kill? Oh, she, it wasn't men. I mean, it wasn't. I don't remember. 
It wasn't. I, I'm the really most, bad with numbers. The murder count. Yes. The lady that's in the that was in the Colombian the cartel that killed all the people in in Miami. I can't remember her name. She's responsible for hundreds of deaths too. But I don't. Do you consider a serial killer like? Do you consider Guzman? A, well, there's Escobar. mass mass murders and serial killers. So, see, that's what. But but somebody's in a drug cartel. I don't consider the guy that's telling people to kill people a serial killer. Mm. He's just a sick bastard. Yeah. The people that actually do the killing for him, some of them are. But that's a different type of being a serial killer, being a mm. hit, like being in the mob. If you're a hit man for the mob, you're a killer, but and you're a serial killer, but you're not. And like Charles Manson. You know, we never talk about anybody. him. He never killed. He, uh, yeah, I, I think he killed. I can look, but I know he convinced a lot of people to. Right, he hurt. I know he cut the ear off of one of the producers. But you know, we talk about cults, and really, his was a cult. Yeah. That's a thin line when Andy was talking about a thin line because Brian Wilson of the of the Beach Boys, I think it was Brian. Wilson. No, what's the one that, that died of the drug over drinking, drank himself to death. That when he was friends with Charles Manson, because mm-hmm. they actually did a song of Charles Manson's yes. on an album. Yes, it, it was absolutely fucking horrible. That song was, <laughs> but Charles Manson hung out with them all the time. Yes, and lived at their house for a while. Yes, and the the Wilson guy didn't want to tell Charles Manson that hey, you're not living here anymore. So he just moved out and went somewhere else. And he made the people around the house kick him out because those girls were just hanging out there. Was all it? mind control. MK Ultra is the one that got Charles Manson going that way. We've had this debate before. Charles Manson was a sick fucker. Charles anyways. Manson was a CIA operative. He was he I don't was, think he's an operative. He, he was a, he might have been a case study he for them. He should have been arrested for parole violation. Yep, he was a case study. And he was not because he was he was ga- he was giving the CIA information on LSD and ecstasy. Really? Yes. That, at, that that part is 100% accurate. But, but when you say operate, operative, you make it look like he's a... He was working for the CIA. That's the whole reason they didn't roll his ass back to prison, because he was giving them valuable information on how... Were they how paying him? They weren't arresting him. That's that's in lieu of Trade payment. Off. That's in lieu of <laughs> payment. You're not going back to state penitentiary. But yes, if you look, MK Ultra was the operation that he was a part of, and they were trying to figure out mind control. He was using Dale Carnegie's books. Mm-hmm. That's where he first got his deal and control. But if these you look people. at what he did to these people, he through hypnosis and through heavy Love drug use, and, mm-hmm. he controlled people's minds, and it was all goes back to MK Ultra. There was a famous actress whose daughters was one of his cult gals, and I can't remember which actress it was, but he got her daughter in there because she had a lot of money. She had mama's credit card, mm-hmm. and it's just it's fascinating to me how. But that was also a government program, and they would also get these people, and they would think they, they'd, they'd get a lady to seduce them, and they'd go back to a hotel room, a brothel, and it would have a two-way mirror. She would dope these Johns with LSD, and then they would, you would have nerds on the other side, and they would record the trip that this guy went on. And a lot of times they would wake up and have no memory. Matter of fact, one guy killed a seven-year-old girl while he was on LSD, wakes up the next day, has no idea what he's done, and just ruined this guy's life. Wow. Just went home with the wrong lady. Does that make you wonder about sometimes some of these mass shootings we have? Now, this can go down a rabbit hole. How many of them are maybe controlled by our own government or, or factions of the deep state, let's say? 
It's scary to think that that's even a possibility. But if you look at Operation Northwood, have you heard of that? They were going to blow up a jet airliner and blame it on Cuba so that we could go to war and kill Castro. They were just going to pick a random American or United or whoever with people on it, blow it up, and blame it on Cuba. So, I mean, so are we that far but, out of bounds to think that maybe some of these – because the guys always fit the same narrative, and they've all known, just like this, this, this latest thing we had, that, that kid was on the FBI's list. They've been watching him and stuff. You know, how hard is it for someone that's got evil intentions to create a diversion of some sort? And that's a horrible thing to say. And I hate to say that because there was a bunch of kids, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. In, in, but nobody wants to talk about that because they don't want to be the bad person that brings that up. But it makes you wonder in our world sometime, in our society, if, you know, our government, nobody. And it's not our government as a whole as you sit there and look at the people that we see. It's the people that are controlling the government we don't know about. There is some weird shit going on in this world. Uh, yeah, and it's I don't, been that way forever. I don't yeah. think there's anything is past the realm of... No. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if today, let's talk about 9-11, let's just say, for example. If someone said, they, I got proof that the government was in on flight and doing all this stuff. You'd be like, no. But nowadays you're like, mm. I can see some of that shit happening. Well, I we mean, already know people were shorting the airline stocks. Right, exactly. There's a month stuff, before there's stuff going on. The guy that owned the buildings took out insurance on the Twin Towers like two weeks before it happened. So it's like, there's nothing that you can tell me. I think that the he. I think he. Does I think he took out about. a special insurance policy yeah. that covered acts of terrorism. <laughs> let's, let's just let, let's, a month before. Let's say a Carnival Cruise wow. line today gets torpedoed. I got. I hope that doesn't happen in the next day or two. But let's just say that it blows it up and stuff. And you find out 20 years from now that our own government did it because they wanted to create, cause, do something. Nobody's surprised anymore by anything because no, the no. evil in this world. Mm-hmm. We just all grew We especially, now Andy's younger than us, we grew up at a time when we never would have thought our government was against us. I know. I mean, it, it just never was a, even, you never thought about that. You thought, you know, if something happened, the good guys are going to come in, be the FBI, or they're going to do everything. Well, now we're finding out later that that's not the guys that actually are the field agents are good guys, but the people that are running the shit in D.C. are a bunch of crooks. And we've seen that more and more every day. Everything, everything that's a conspiracy theory turns out to be true three years later. This article says, had the Bay of Pigs not gone so terribly bad for Kennedy that they would have gone through with Operation Northwood and blown up that airplane and then gone and got Castro. Because it would have it would have united the country in yes he's a bad guy and we need to get down there and overthrow him. So I mean the government it's willing to you know do some shady shit as long as the end game matches up. It's a place I yeah. want to go to is Cuba real bad. Cuba? Mm-hmm. That's on my dream. That's one of my bucket list places. But it is sad to I mean and you don't want to think that I mean about the Uvalde incident. I think it's just a bad. It's a horrible deal, but... A crazy kid that's... Uh, now, there are a lot of things that don't add up, but... I, I'm not talking about any inside deal. I'm just talking about if that kid was on the list and you just said they gave LSD to a guy that killed a seven-year-old girl, how can you not get some kid to do some shit like that? You guys teach kids. Y'all know. Y'all are around a bunch of fucked up kids. <laughs> you are. Everywhere. We all know that. The people in our Park know that, too. There's some kids in town. They're like, that's a fucked up kid. <laughs> I mean, it's true. We know that. We're going to go to Kim now. Kim, you teach home economics. Is that is that the name of it now? Or they they call it family and consumer science. Because home economics was too difficult to use forever? <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's called what now? Family and consumer science. 
Do you teach kids about budgets for groceries? I do. I teach a dollars and cents. That's a great class. thing. We learn, or they learn, hopefully, um, balancing their bank account. You can't say checking account because they're like, oh, I don't have that. I'm like, okay, it's the same thing. Your your bank account. <laughs> uh, we even we do a unit on um, buying a car, new used. You know, they say. Uh, Three hundred fifty dollar a month payments. Right. I can make. Oh no! Well, well, you know, we figure it all in. Where they have to figure out their fuel, their insurance, you know, their tire rotation, their old changes, like every single thing to show what it actually costs per month when they break it down, and they're shocked, you know. So we do those. We do talk about. I mean, they have to fill out contracts for real estate. Uh, You're teaching them life lessons. I'm trying. That's a good thing. Yeah. Like right now, when you go buy a new car. Like if I, That's crazy. Yeah, we, I don't think anybody can right now. No. Go Britney use. Spears can. Yeah, yeah. There you <laughs> go. Go. go use. We, yeah, go use. We, we I tried bought, to tell them that. I bought Michelle a new Tahoe just recently, but I bought one that was six months old mm-hmm. because I let them take the big hit. And mm-hmm. we still exactly. took a big hit on the damn thing. It's right. too expensive. But it used to me, I'd, be, I'd buy a new vehicle, and they'd say, oh, Jeff, we got to go have them fill it up with gas. I'm not worried about it. Bullshit now. You fill that some bitch up all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Top whole, off. When you buy it now, there's a price for a car with no gas in it and a price with full, a full tank. But you're teaching these kids that, mm-hmm. and that is a good lesson to have. My, my question is, why do we not have more young people that know how to cook? Well, I mean, like my class, it's an elective. Like, there are some kids that are stuck in there that didn't want to be. Those are fun. But, <laughs> <laughs> but... They don't know. I mean, like, day one, I'll say, okay, how many of y'all, raise your hand if you have one meal a day together as a family? You know. That's very sad. None. Okay, if you have three meals uh, a week as a family, you'll get a couple of kids. You know, okay, maybe one meal, you sit down, you know, and I have kids going, we don't even have a a kitchen table they'll say well you know we all, we just eat when we eat we sit at the tv or sit in our bedrooms i'm like they don't do it they don't cook with their parents they don't sit there they, you know they don't have them they don't have any idea how to measure or anything i don't think we ever had family cook time together michelle raised three boys that all can cook and i give this on her because i'm not a cook i don't know how to cook i don't because my wife's a great cook and she cooks all the time we still she she would she cooks every single day. It, it, when we go out to eat, a lot of times she'll still cook something for later. I bring food out here, so I never did the cooking as a family. Mm-hmm. Andy's a good cook. All three of my boys are good cooks. They're both married girls that all can, that can cook, and they're good homemakers. But you don't see that very often. I have guys all the time here that we do pot roast out here at the lodge twice a week. Now my guides and my family, we hate roast. We've had it so, <laughs> so much. many times. Cause, but it's an easy meal to cook. You buy a pre-cooked roast from Cisco that is very good. You put it in a big silver deal. You put two of them in there. You put in new potatoes. You put in carrots, jalapenos. We don't do onions. Don't. We do we do jalapenos, though. And you put fill foil on it. You stick it in the oven for three hours. And you've got a roast meal. Well, you know what? Most guys don't get roasted home. Right. So they love it. The clients but love my it. My husband cooks a great roast. <laughs> but, but he, my husband cooks too. So he yeah. cooks, and see, both my kids. And, that, and that's a good thing to have because most kids today don't know how to cook. You said you have a 16-year-old daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Can she cook? She can. Does she cook much? She doesn't because she's working a lot. But but she can't. But she can cook though. She can. So I've got four kids and three of them can cook. That and that is a good thing to have. To me, cooking is just following instructions. Yeah, but. 
It's I not, mean, you go to Pinterest, all, you, you know. go to Pinterest, and you figure out what you want to cook, and it's a cup of this, half a cup of that. But you're a good cook, and you'd like to cook. Yeah, it's not rocket science, Jeff. It tells you what to do. Did you what cook do you when want, you were what in college? You, what's your favorite meal that mom makes? You're, anything. I don't care. I don't give a um, shit. It's not about you. My cha- my taste changed after COVID. I don't care. What's COVID, your favorite meal? Um, <laughs> probably. Chicken parmesan, excellent. No, probably lemon piccata that mom makes. Lemon chicken, chicken piccata. Lemon, lemon chicken piccata. Okay, let me show you how easy this is. Well, I understand that you can read directions. No, no, no is, I can show you how to cook lemon chicken piccata. Yeah, mom does it all the time. <laughs> I just sent it to you. You can cook lemon chicken piccata. But that's, it would drive me insane doing what you do. Because well, I would be like, 375, it's not that difficult. Well, I, the <laughs> measurements. The measurements. And just like to tell them, you know, okay, there are, how many ounces are in a cup? Oh, I mean, yeah. like. Right. Basic math and, that we don't over, teach And no over more. and over and then like two weeks later, hey, guys, how many ounces are in a cup? <laughs> I mean, you're like. We just went over 16. This. No. But how no. many kids that you're at your school, their parents feed them Sonic or McDonald's? Okay. I have a kind of funny story about that. I had a mother call me a few years back mad like mad at me because um i told her daughter that she didn't know how to cook and i'm like i i didn't tell anybody's daughter like i, don't, I didn't tell any of my students like, your mom didn't and she's like yeah and she's so mad and she said well you told her that if her mom puts a frozen pizza or a frozen lasagna <laughs> or like you know because and i said okay i said that but not like that i said uh cooking is not right Buying a pre-prepared meal that's frozen and putting it in. I didn't say anything about anybody's mom. I can cook like that. But that's, you know, that's feeding she, people. She came home and told her mom, well, you don't cook you don't because Miss Brass said. Right. And I was like, okay. I have to really think sometimes about how you. Yeah. Don't that it. piss you off when they throw you under the bus and shit like that? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm thinking, who did I tell? Like, right. who did, but it's a play on words, though. Right. I had a kid play youth football for me one time, and he, he and I told him. There's 38 kids. I said, listen, I don't have time for your shit. Either you do what I say or you take your ass to the house. Well, he didn't do what I said, so I sent him home. His dad calls me that night, and he says, my son said you cussed him out. I go, what? He said, you said kissed me. I said, no. I told him I have 38 kids. I don't have time to put up with his shit. If he didn't want to do what I said, he'd take his ass to the house. I completely understand, Jeff, in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't cuss him out. I just explained it to him. But I offended was that lady, this mother. She got mad? <laughs> she was pretty offended. Did she cook after that? I don't think so. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she got offended because you said the truth. Yeah, truth hurts. It was something that was yeah. bothering her. I said. have, yeah, I have to kind of modify that now when I, I have to think about it before I say stuff like that. Well, but. and kids don't talk in the traditional sense anymore. Everything is here. So they yes. don't, so the art of language is something that is tricky to kids today. So oh, I'm very. sure when you said, like, this is not cooking, it was something that she literally interpreted and went home mm-hmm. and told mom, like, no, mom, you are not cooking. Yeah. But like they kids today don't know how to read between the lines. That's not what you were saying. No. You're saying you I was know. trying to make a point that in this class, y'all are going to learn how to make things that you can go home and make. Right. You can go to college or to trade school or wherever you go, and you can feed yourself. Yeah. You don't have to go to McDonald's for every meal. In in, in cooking at home nowadays, you can cook expensive shit because when we go to the grocery store, our bills pretty expensive because we buy a lot of shit we don't we're not price shoppers we get stuff we want yeah but if you're on a family budget pasta is pretty cheap mm-hmm. and it, you boil water and you put the noodles in there and you can make sauce or you can buy ragu they got all kinds of sauces shit when i was a kid growing up you had spaghetti sauce and that was it and a lot mm-hmm. of it was in a can it was not that good yeah nowadays you can get really good sauces mm-hmm. 
So you can feed yourself a lot cheaper if you if you buy the grocery if you buy the right. Well, groceries. yeah, and you know we'll pull up a sales like I'll just put Market Street up on the on the screen and go look. You know the hamburger meats on sale. You can buy so much. You can freeze this. You can make this. Mm-hmm. You've got that. You know, just little things. And we do. Their very favorite thing to do is like is the red lobster biscuits. They call them. They're yeah. just garlic cheese biscuits, and we make them with Bisquick and garlic powder and you know just butter and cheese and you know they can make them you don't have to buy them they have a mix michelle makes them from scratch and they're Uh, excellent but they're not expensive no no and And they're you know quick is what you i I use well we buy we do biscuit and then you have to add all the little stuff in but just to show them that oh with the same biscuit we can turn around and make snickerdoodles like you know like here right snickerdoodles out of biscuit yeah they're they're good i mean they're not as really good as like my grandma's but (laughs) which is the ones i like to make at home but they're good and the kids love them and they're like oh i can make this like see i live with a scratch baker michelle makes the best chocolate chip cookies in the world they're world famous her cookies everybody wants them and they're really good and it's the butter she uses but she made brownies the other day for us out here and i made the i made the mistake of saying are those duncan hines (laughs) Ooh. No, those are scratch. They those were very scratch. good. I don't eat them. I eat the middle piece. I like the middle part mm-hmm. of the brown. Oh, I do too. I don't mm-hmm. like the edges. And, and, but they were very, very, very good. But she made the time to make. Yeah. Well, who the hell makes scratch brownies? I do. <laughs> but do you do you all the well, time, though? No, not all the time. But but I you don't do. see very many women no. that do. No. and But some of those things are easier, I mean, to me than the, the, box. the boxes and stuff. But Boxes, if you go to a grocery store, they have one fucking aisle just to. Boxes. Boxes. boxes of shit because people buy them. Mm-hmm. Michelle makes a vanilla cake that's out of this It's old-fashioned. It weighs, I call it the 100-pound cake. It's real dense and heavy, mm-hmm. and it's all from scratch. Well, I'm used to having scratch stuff, so that's what we eat. And so when I find other people that don't know how to do it, I'm like, how the hell can you be a 40-year-old woman and not know how to make a fucking cake? I think part of that is people just don't keep the stuff yeah. right. to They don't keep from the staples s- that we From scratch. Oh. In their in their mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. you know you that could be it too. You don't have the baking powder. You don't have flour. You don't you don't have the stuff. Right, and then and you so read you the just recipe and the, you're like, oh my god. So do I do I go spend the bigger grocery bill on buying all the stuff? Right. To stock the pantry, or do well, I buy a box? A really box. big pantry, but like <laughs> <laughs> I have. Our TV influences, and I don't even know a show that's on TV right now. I do not. I could not tell you a comedy show that's on TV. I don't even know if they have them anymore. But we need more Aunt B's in this world. You know? Mm-hmm. Aunt B was cooking. She cleaned the house. Can't do it anymore, and, though. And it was not it, financially possible. Right. But it wasn't frowned upon either. Right. You know? If Aunt B's somewhere, there was a thousand homemakers. Yeah. We don't see very many of them no more. Yeah, but no. then all of a sudden you're telling women that you got to be relying on a man to but, bring home the bacon when, and just have her sit at home. We don't what, have that anymore. What's because wrong with that life? You can't afford it. I'm We've doubled about- the workforce. <laughs> and now you, if you look at... Your wife works, money. but your wife's a homemaker also. Yeah, but she does, she's not working 60 exactly. hours a week. But what is wrong with girls today There's wanting to There's nothing wrong with it. Homemaker. I'm telling you yeah. that you can't do it. It's yeah. not financially possible. You can't make ends meet on a single income anymore. You can't do it. You boys raised pretty good. 30 years ago, Jeff. You're not that. It was 10 years ago, we had to keep <laughs> the house still. How much is, and now let's see what inflation does. Everybody's going to have to go to work, young and yeah. old alike. You can't afford it. And that's a shame because yeah. we've lost that part of America yes. that we need. Well, You've lost a big part of America. Like the summers, um, you know, when the, the times that I'm not working, because I do the same thing. I look for recipes and I look for different projects and put things together for my students. But, you know, because I, I sew, I learned to sew sitting in my grandmother's lap. You know, when I was five years old. She's a treadle machine. We're making doll clothes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yeah, she was a really big influence for cooking too, because she was like, whatever you want to do, just get in the kitchen and do it. Like I made so many messes. I can't even imagine. My granddad never probably, got mad, did she? Oh, never. That's My granddad probably just come in and go, oh, <laughs> you know what? But, um, so I have all these projects and all these things, and my great nieces and nephews, you know, they're like, what are we going to do? They, it's funny you say, they call me Aunt Bo, because on my family, they just call me Bo. And like, and we do at Christmas, I, I turn my dining room into a gingerbread house, crazy. We have bowls of candy poured all over the table. My husband's like, you know, rolling around. The bird dogs <laughs> love it. He appreciates that more than you think he does, yeah. though. He has he, to walk outside, because he's, <laughs> but, you know, we have icing slinging that, like I said, that we don't have, we had, uh, short hairs for a long time they loved it they would eat the candy mm-hmm. but you know I mean, it's fun for me like we just he appreciates it I, I gripe about Michelle and all her stuff that she does like that but I really appreciate it and I can't imagine life being without right, that right now I, my dining room there's like half done sewing projects laying around and well she like, doesn't sew at all but she's the homemaker mom and, and I always I, th- I see kids I see people in the grocery store with the mom and they got the little kids and they're buying stuff and I'm thinking man that, them kids are so lucky to have that you should not see it. And then you go down the next aisle and you got someone trying to figure out on their phone how much they're spending if they got enough money. And that breaks my heart yes. always because it's tough on people right now buying groceries. Mm-hmm. Somebody said eggs or I don't even know what eggs are a dozen right now because I don't even look at it. I'm not a – I don't know what a gallon of milk cost. Yeah. I worked at Oak Farms when I was 14 years old and it was $2.29 for a gallon of milk. And I don't think it's much different than that now, is it? Uh, uh, th- it's $3.99. Yeah. So $4.00. So it's doubled yeah. then. So see, I didn't – so someone – Poor people used to eat cereal. I like cereal. So a gallon of milk's four bucks, and a box of cereal's got to be what six eight dollars. They've gone up a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't buy it's much expensive. cereal, but it's high. So it's going to cost you ten bucks for a bowl of cereal now. So it's, yeah, to go to the store and buy the stuff. Yeah, just for a cheap breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting a hurry. And eggs are what four or five dollars a dozen now. Yes, and, and going up like crazy. Yes, bacon's a lot. Chicken bacon is ridiculous. We love bacon. Yes. We do Why too. can't it just be cheap? It's a lot of eight dollars a pound now. It's a big yes. chunk of my breakfast budget. Yes, <laughs> I get the old package. Well, not, not only just for breakfast, we use it in all yeah, kinds everything. of things. We both use it in lots of things we cook. <laughs> yeah. Everything. So I, my wife. I, I ate some Bandcamp pork and beans the other day, and I like them cold in the fridge. I put some in the fridge, opened them up, and poured them about eight part, half a sandwich or something the other day. I thought, that's damn good poor people food right there. <laughs> and I don't even know if it's poor people food no more. Anyway, especially it's expensive, too. My dad and I were talking. My, my mother passed away about a year and a half ago. And uh, he does his grocery shopping, and he buys the little cans of um, not bushes things, mm-hmm. like little pop-top cans because it's just right for him. And we were talking about how he used to buy them for 89 cents. They're $1.59 for that little oh my gosh. one serving and beans used to be cheap. And he's on a budget. Yeah. 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 You know, old we people, like, it's oh, really, oh my gosh. The Social Security deal is, and people say it's an entitlement. It's not. Those people work for that money, put it into their money. My dad was an oil field builder. And he, before, they didn't make the kind of money they can make they now. now. Right. Yeah. And I mean, he raised us and he worked hard. He and, was and gone a lot. They should get a raise for their Social Security with inflation. It's their, so? it's their money, yeah. It's their but I don't know how you would do that. Quit giving fucking money to Ukraine. Well, Pretty yeah, simple. That would solve everything. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to do that. Given yeah. what we're doing now, how do we fix I, the Social that, Security? I don't I don't know the answer. But I can tell you right now. I mean, it's obvious, yes, there's an easy fix, you, you, but they're not going to do it. You find a billionaire guy that has some business sense. Oh, well, we had that. That used to be at Pennsylvania Avenue, and you <laughs> tell him, fix our Social Security, and he can he fix, fix that some bitch in about two weeks. But that's what it's going to take is using common sense. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk could fix Social Security. 
any guy that's at that. Jerry Jones could fix it. A guy that's a big businessman could fix it pretty quick. There's so much government waste going on right now. Oh, yeah. You can, you, can, you know, go up five cents on gas and fix Social Security. I don't give a shit. I'm already paying so much more. What's five cents more gallon? No, I don't do any more of that. But, I mean, <laughs> but, but, but if you I'm would go, out. but if you would put that money towards yeah. feeding Social Security, I have no problem at all with that. Because I deal with people like that in, in a small town. When I was mayor especially, you deal with that. Well, we need to raise taxes. Well, we have to because things cost more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we got fixed income for all these yeah. old people in town. You know, we've got old people in town that are living on four hundred and seventy-five dollars a month because they've been getting. They're ninety-seven years old, and but that's what they live on. Their mm-hmm. house right. is paid for. Mm-hmm. You know, their taxes are frozen on their house. But we go up on our water and sewer to sixty-five dollars instead of sixty dollars. That five dollars is a lot to that old lady. Yeah, well, yeah, and you know, we moved my parents in from Valley View. They got a little apartment about 10 years ago and i think they've gone up rent wise on them twice just because everything else goes up the property management i mean you know breaks my heart but at the same point i'm like you know they can't lose money i I understand but i understand both sides of it because like do you remember when you were a kid old people lived with their families they would move in that was very common Mm -hmm. You know, who's that living with JoJo? Oh, that's his Aunt Flo. She's living there for a little bit. Or Grandma Zelda's moved back in with him or whatever it was. It was not that uncommon to have an older person living in the house. Their Social Security, which back then was two or 300 a month, they would give to the family to pay their, you know, their, pair, their bills and the food and stuff. But it was, we're going to see a time in our country where the old people are going to move back in. Yeah. So be prepared for this, Andy. <laughs> I'd be good with it. Mm. You, you would, you you would go live with your kids? I would have my dad come live with me. No, no, I'm talking about when you have to go when live I'm, with your oh. kids. I don't know if they would want me. <laughs> That's the problem right there. That's what I'm talking about. I've got a lady. I've got an old lady. She lives next door to me. Sweetest old lady. She's in her 80s. Upper 80s, isn't she? She's old. Well, gets around fine. She's a little, she's a little foggy up, upstairs, but like she, she handles her own really well. And we were talking about it one day because she's like the last of the Mohicans of that late because the the lady that lives across the street from her passed away. Lady that lives catty corner from her, so across the street from me, she has dementia. She's moved in with her kids, and I was talking to this lady, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, it's, it's a shame. You know, she's had to move in with her kids." She's like, "Honey, I love my kids to death. I don't want to live with any of them." <laughs> she said, "They've got their life. I've got my way of doing things." She said, "I raised them. I don't want to be in a house with them again." I'm like, well, you know, okay. I hope, I hope, I hope you don't have to, but she, she gets around and she pissed me off a couple of weeks ago. She, <laughs> she left and didn't tell me for the weekend. Oh. She's oh. wake up one day and her car is gone. I'm like, where'd she go? I talked to her you know, once a week. She didn't tell me she's going anywhere this weekend. She showed back up on Sunday and I'm like, Whoa. what happened? <laughs> well, the chain of communication was I broken. Need some answers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't tell you. I went to go stay with my son for the weekend. I'm like, well, your cats missed you. That's all I said. <laughs> you know, it's, you think about that, though. How long have y'all lived in that house? Eight years? Yeah. Reese's eight. Or fixing bit. We'll You've be, lived in that house. Nine eight, years. Eight or nine. Eight or nine years. And you're the last one standing. My block, we've lived in our house for 25 years. And there is nobody on our block that was there when we moved there. Everybody's dead or have moved on. Mm-hmm. But we live in the ghetto, I call it now, on the poor side of town. We don't live on Snob Hill like Randy lives at. But we live in the same house, our house. Why do I want to move anywhere? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's paid for. Mm-hmm. I live there. I love it. But 
we have outlived all of our neighbors, mm-hmm. and which we were the young couple when we moved there. Well, y'all are the same way now. And we're going to have to buy up some property because I don't want riff. I don't want. I want what happened in your neighborhood to happen to mine. <laughs> I got to buy houses. Your houses is the exact word. <laughs> it's exactly right. Everybody's but that's, going all at once. But in our time, we are going to see the old people have to move back in because people aren't going to afford it. Yeah. Who can? If your parent retired from a good job and has a good a good income coming in and they get older and they had to be put in a convalescent center like rolling meadows in wichita falls that's the name of the place mm-hmm. that's an expensive place very and so for families to go there their parents had to have a nest egg built up in their retirement well that's retirement is moving to rolling meadows that's not retiring that's going somewhere to die it's god's waiting room is what a nursing home is no matter what level of it is but that's what people are having to do so either you've parents set aside enough to go live somewhere like rolling meadows which was really nice or they go live in a shitty nursing home or they come and live with you. My mother had Alzheimer's. We looked into some of those units and some of the things, you know, just because um, it was going to be hard for dad to take care of her. And we were trying to help as much as we could. And we, my brother and I both work and, you know, have families. And um, But we were there, you know, as much as we were thought, well, you know, eventually we may have to, oh, they would take everything. And just mm-hmm. to take care of mom and, you know, then would dad, like, Nothing. The nursing homes here, I think if you get Social Security, you got to sign everything over to them. Oh, bank, I mean, like any properties you own. Yeah, that goes to them. And I'm like, well, you know, Dad, like. Right. (laughs) Half of that's his. How do you. Right. You know, we don't want to put him. I mean, we. My mother had an aneurysm. We didn't have to go through anymore. It was hard enough, but I'm thinking, you know, how, like. Right. It's going to tap they him take, for everything They take he everything. The people, wow. And then he wouldn't be able to if yeah, he, he needed it later. Anything. The people that get divorced because they're in a nursing home. I've seen that happen out here before. They're getting Financial divorced. They've been move. married 62 fucking years. Yeah, but if they want to live there, they got to be divorced. They're going to lose all their shit. Blah, blah. It's, it's, a, it's a divorce of convenience. Mm-hmm. But that has happened to people. Where is a country where we are that we're making people that have been married for 50 freaking years get a divorce so they can survive to eat blended meat up? I mean, that is a horrible deal, but that's where we are as a society. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. Well, what do you do with these people? I don't. I, I do you don't. have an answer or are you just bitching? <laughs> you part of the problem or are you going to be part of the solution? The part of the problem. The, it's solu- easy the to, solution it, is, is we as a society need to take better care of our parents. Take, we're going to have to let them move in with us. That's what the government does. There used to be this bumper sticker that says, That's really I easy live for you to say. That's right. Now, because <laughs> you imagine taking Ron in in his last couple of years? We. Took care of Ron. He stayed in that office. He well, was not up your ass 24 hours a day. He was a lot, though. He was only up your ass eight <laughs> hours a day. Do you spend old saying that people had, and Dad used to have a sticker that said, I want to live long enough to be a burden to my children. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you have lived to your life. You did You've it. You've done it. You've done a really good job. <laughs> Success. He goes, well, it'll be your turn one day. You officially made it. Yeah, and that's that's really what it is. Do I you mean, teach about credit cards in your class? We do. Because that's a tricky one. We do. We try to show, you know. The, Interest and. You need to have a good credit Credit score but you don't need to have a lot of credit debt i mean we try to show that and i try to bring in people because they get tired of me Mm -hmm. so i'll bring in an insurance person i'll bring in an investment person i bring in a banker real estate you know like when we're studying those you know here with covid it's been hard right but we're going to be back on it full force this next year but i try to bring all those people in so that you know we talk about it i introduce it we go over the stuff and then they have an expert like Mm -hmm. not just miss price trying to you know right and they can answer questions for them, you know, so that we do. We try to talk about a lot of that. And I say, you're going to you're gonna graduate high school and you're going to get credit card. Mm-hmm. 
soon as you <laughs> turn 18. in the mail. Wow. Yeah. Tons of it. They, they, they don't see the interest rate part. That's the problem. You give a kid a $5,000 credit card, he's going to spend $5,000. Yes, and they, and they you, cannot pay it off monthly. No. They pay 50 bucks no. a month. And they're going to pay, oh, it's only, only $73 is due. So, yeah, you send them $73, and when you're 42 years old, you're still going to owe $5,000. Yes. Yeah. And, that, and I would loan but, money at that. I would give you $5,000 yeah. if you're going to pay me 30% interest. I'll give you $5,000 if you're going to make your payment. There was a yeah. really rich guy, and he made a video, and he said, I own one of the greatest financial tools ever invented. He said, I own a credit card. I do not own a debit card. And he said, and I'll tell you why. If somebody steals my debit card and they go charge $100,000 or whatever, I'm on the hook for that. But he said, I've got a credit card that I pay off every month. I spend whatever I want and I pay it off at the end of the month. If somebody steals my credit card and puts up $100,000, I cancel the credit card. And then they go fight my battle for me. So that, it makes a lot of sense yeah. if you can be responsible enough to not get in that trap of, I need a new 70-inch TV and a PlayStation 5, let me put on the credit card when I'm 18 years old, and I'll just pay the minimum, because you're never going to pay it off if you no. pay the minimum. Nope. Got you for 30 years. I try to pay mine off every single month. But if you can be responsible, a credit card is very, because you're not liable for anything that happens, it, if it is actually fraudulent. Well, like our, our family. Just being a dumbass, and you're going to get hooked. We took. <laughs> yeah. We took. Eight people to Puerto Rico for a week and rented a house there. That's a pretty expensive vacation. We did that. And then we're going to Seattle for a week, and we're taking 12 of us. That's pretty expensive. Well, I can pay that off over three months. That's not so bad as paying it all at once. Right. I paid most of it before. I booked it, you know, a long time ago. But if you pay that off over two or three months and you figure it out that way, it's not a bad deal. Credit cards are not bad. You know, you talk about no. putting $12,000 on something and say, well, I can afford to pay 4000 a month for three months. Right. And if it costs me an extra $200, that's fine. I'm good with that. But it's not all at once. I'm not having to take money out of a bank account to go write a check for everything. It's a good thing. Yeah. But like you said, the person that when I was 18 years old, Pioneer Super Dash or whatever it was from Home Audio or whatever. Yes. Then that says, got me a credit card. Got me a new got, got me a new deck from RX Seven is what I'm yeah. doing, buddy. Got me some Stillwater thumpers in the back seat. Did you need them? Hell no. But, but I got that credit. I got when I was listening to Bobby Brown at two o'clock in the morning driving home from Cheyenne Cattle Company. I was thumping and bumping, and people knew where I was at. You know, that's the way shit was. And then I come out of the movies one night, and someone stole them. Ooh. Stole your speakers? Oh, I was so fucking pissed. I assume so. They took a crowbar and they pried my damn sunroof off my car, and I come back. They 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 trashed my set. It was 13 below zero that night. Went out with the girl from Burke Burnett, had to take her home. And it, was, it was cold. I'm telling you, it was the longest, coldest ride home with no sunroof. Woo! And no stereo to listen to on the way home either. So I found the guy, the MK Ultra guy. I was wrong. He did not kill a seven year old, he killed a three year old. Oh. Well, that's much better. Raped and murdered her. He was leaving a bar. He got, mm. evidently, he had, he came in contact with whatever they mined whatever with this girl was playing outside in the parking lot with her brother while her parents were inside having a drink he got her and um, did what he did but anyway the next day um, cops came and got him and he was dazed and didn't know what had happened he was covered in blood and scratches and shirtless he was a navy guy or no excuse me air force guy in San Antonio 1954 now should our government be responsible for that shit, too? Yes. They gave him something, and they were doing a case study on him. You'd think the guy studying a little bit would have intervened here. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's bad deal. So three years old. So you're telling me if a guy does that, but couldn't give something to some kid to go shoot somebody. But I mean, this also right, and this also 1954. You just let your three and seven year old go play in the parking lot while you were. It's a different world back then. I did notice that. (laughs) Well, hold on now. Hold on. You never been to the Columbus Knights of Hall or the Fraternal Order of Eagles or none of that shit when your parents were in there having a drink and you were in the parking lot taking beer out of parking out of trucks. You never did any of that. I actually did not do that. No. Did you ever go to the rodeo in Wichita Falls? Yes. Yeah. There you go. Well, life was different when we were growing it up was. than it was today. Yes. Yeah. I mean, some aspects way it was better. different. I'm not saying it was worse or better. I think our life was a lot better then because it wasn't as much evil. There was evil, but not as much. That was 1954, Jeff. Well, I, I didn't grow up in '54, but I'm saying in the 1970s, things were a lot. There, there was some evil in the world. There's no doubt about it. But kids were safer than they are today. I don't know if that's true. I think it's very true. I think child abduction is was way higher back then. Well, we didn't know about it. I can look it up. Well, you can look it up if you want to, but I, I you did not worry about stuff like that back then. You no. didn't lock your doors at night. You didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And we this, didn't. This I sounds mean. absolutely horrible. This is the honest to God truth, and nobody in Wichita Falls will ever say this, and I'm going to come across as some horrible racist <laughs> redneck when I say this stuff. Crime was in small sections of town. It wasn't everywhere growing up when we grew up in Wichita Falls. Everything happened on, over on the east side of town is where most all the crime happened in Wichita Falls. Now, I'm not saying on the west side of town someone didn't get a car stolen or someone didn't break into the house, but it was very seldom did it ever happen. I don't remember. I mean, I grew up in Valley View. I don't ever remember us, like, making sure the doors are locked. Nothing. You didn't. It, it, um, my, I left my keys in my car. I mean, like, outside, like, you didn't think, but if all you, the time. But if you'd have lived on the east side then, they had things that mm-hmm. happened then. Well, now it's but it's everywhere. Now. now it's, it's everywhere. It's er- yeah. Everywhere. But it wasn't back then. And I'm going to say this, and this will piss. I pissed. I pissed the lady off when I told her this one time. The problem is section section eight apartments. Wichita Falls didn't There's have any so section. Many. That's right. And they're everywhere. Everywhere a section eight apartment yes. goes, crime goes up in that neighborhood. I don't give a shit where you are. If you live in Manhattan, mm-hmm. you live in Dallas, you live in San Francisco. When they put in government housing in places, the neighborhoods go to shit around them. Say what it is to. You keep all everybody. The shit living together, and that's where all the shit happens. But when you spread it out everywhere, it goes everywhere. Frayne Elementary is a perfect example of a school. When I grew up, Frayne Elementary was probably one of the best elementaries in Wichita Falls because it was all kids that were upper-middle-class kids. I'm going to say not all upper-middle-class, but middle-class kids. They put all those apartment complexes over in Southwest Parkway. Those are Section 8 apartments now. What's happened to Frayne Elementary? I bet you they got all kinds of social issues there. A buddy of mine's mom used to teach there, and she told he told me one time, his mom said, when she first started teaching... She didn't have to worry about stuff. Most kids come from two home, two parent homes, and most kids come from a pretty solid foundation. He said we had a few problems and stuff. When they put in them Section Eight departments, it's like, well, mom got beat up by her boyfriend last night, or my mom's a stripper, or my mom's on drugs, or my dad's this or that. All kinds of problems that they didn't mm-hmm. have before. But nobody ever wants to talk about that because they're afraid they're going to offend somebody. I don't care if I offend anybody. Speaking of things that you don't know anything about, according to the FBI, <laughs> several decades of data on missing persons. Child abduction rate has fallen by 40% since 1997 alone. Well, I said 1970s. I didn't say shit about 97. 97 well, Jeff, was a shit year. This is as far back as it goes. Well, everybody knows 97 was bad. And it says this is even more impressive when you consider that the overall U.S. population has risen by 30%. Yes. So, down 40%. That's I lived close, in the 70s. That's you lived close in the 70s. to you half. you remember anything being bad then? I don't. I don't, really. No. That is close to half, Jeff. But... 
if you look at this, it did spike in the mid-90s for whatever reason. There's your chart right there. So you got 95. I don't know what 700 is, but it sure did spike right there in 97. That was a shitty Maybe year. it was rising. <laughs> so maybe you are right, Jeff. I mean, maybe our data just doesn't go back far enough. And in the 70s, it's like way down I'm here. Just, when I grew up in the 70s, I don't remember because anything was news that would happen. If someone got abducted, it was big news. Yeah, I was. You just didn't happen. We walked from Bottom Elementary to Southeast Boys Club every day after school. We went to football practice, baseball practice, basketball practice there. Went to the boys club and went home. That's around Dog Patch. That's not actually what you would call a stellar Beaver Cleaver type neighborhoods over there. And nothing happened there. So if you were going to Ben Franklin in the country club, where'd you go to elementary at? Crockett. Another nice little school right there. Mm-hmm. Now the avenues are shitholes. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't when you grew up, was it? No. Not like it is I actually, now. I live on the same street that I grew up on right now. And On Cumberland. Okay, okay. That's a nice neighborhood. The, do they still have the water fountain still going there? Yeah. Okay. They used to, they still put soap in that sun bitch yes. all the time? Yeah, they did that when I was in school, too. Yes. Cumberland's a nice neighborhood, though. But mm-hmm. you get to the avenues on the other side of Crockett, it gets pretty shitty, like towards Old High yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, back in the day, that wasn't a bad place to be either. Mm-mm. Monroe uh, Street was was nice. Little little houses, you know. Yeah, and they had the nice little they had barber shops there and drugstores. We've killed our neighborhood stuff. Is Cool Rise Grocery still open? Mm-mm. That was a nice place too. Mm-hmm. Wichita Falls, I know, is gone. Mm-hmm. What are they gonna do? So. The reason that there there was such a big layoff of teachers is it because they're consolidating schools in Wichita Falls? Oh, hmm. well, <laughs> <laughs> mismanagement oh. of funds. And they don't want nobody to know where that money's at. Yeah, because didn't they they, they laid off? They like let that, off a bunch. Uh, they because had lost a lot of students, right. but and never let off any teachers too. So, and I'll tell you another. They had class sizes that we would have loved. <laughs> I'll tell you another Small. thing that I heard that was crazy during the COVID year. They just have kids that have just vanished. That quit logging in, yeah, and they have no record of where these kids are now. Yeah, and didn't they lose eight hundred kids? I think it was That's something staggering. Don't mm-hmm. you get five thousand kid? Huh? Don't they get five thousand per kid per? Oh, I think it's more than that. You get more than five thousand a kid? No, I'm just I, I just mean that that no, these kids the state, went to I think it's more than that. These they went to virtual learning and then it's like they quit logging in and it's just. I don't know where they are. Well, Nobody's I'm checked if, in on If they lost 800 kids and they're getting $5,000 a people, yeah. that's $4 million. They, right. That's where they lost. Unless I don't I know all wrong. the – I tried to watch some of it, and I don't, didn't understand all of it. But, yes, that that's where they had a big deficit right there because yeah. they kept the same number of teachers. And $4 million. Are, which I don't want a teacher to kept, lose their job. Yeah. but They, they kept <laughs> right. forecasting the same number of students when in actuality they, they didn't, didn't have, have that. You know what Wichita Falls screwed up? They should have hired Chris Heskett. Do you know Biscuit? Went to Ryder. He's a, mm-hmm. a superintendent Covington. He put no, his name in the hat, didn't he? They didn't even interview 12, him. 12,000 per student. They haven't interviewed they didn't, him? They didn't, they didn't even call him for an really? interview. Wow. A local kid. They don't want someone local with ties on the deal. First of all, their whole mascot deal is a complete corrupt uh-huh. bullshit. I went to Old High, 120 freaking years of school, and you're going to throw away all your history to have a school called Memorial and Legacy? <laughs> Kiss my ass, Wichita Falls. That's the dumbest shit ever. And I understand the people from Ryder and Hershey being upset. They've been around for a long time, too. But they should have went back to the two original schools, Wichita Falls and Booker T. Washington, and been the Leopards and the Coyotes, and kept that history. Those are the two original schools. That's what you should have done. And it's dumb what they're doing. But when you've pushed away all the old alumni when you do shit like it, people like me don't care no more. If they would have built a new high school and it was Wichita Falls High School and they'd called me and Tony and said, hey, we're doing a deal. We'd like $2,500 for so-and-so for a scholarship. We would have wrote them a check yeah. and done something to help them out. 
They call me up with Legacy and ask me them to kiss my ass. I'd rather put my money in Iowa Park or Holiday or Henrietta Petrolia. At least I got friends over there and they know who the hell they are. I just, I think Wichita Falls, but when it gets to the educational part of the deal, they've screwed that system up with money. Way too, too many, way, too many people making way too much money not doing anything. Twelve grand per so. kid. Twelve. That's six million dollars then, or eight hundred. That's what, ten million dollars. And that is three thousand dollars below the national average of what fifteen thousand. Which twelve thousand times eight hundred? Is that nine million dollars? We all know how I am with math. Well, eight hundred a <laughs> thousand would be eight hundred would be eight hundred thousand dollars. So time nine point six million dollars is what they lost. Well, hell, then well, wonder why they the, broke. They're in the red by nine. nine. Yeah, nine six. And that's about how broke they are. The, it takes real common sense to figure that shit out. But they fired all the old teachers, but then they want to hire a bunch of young teachers. Right. Because they're cheaper. And why, they're they're sorry. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. I mean, that's I mean, that's yeah. simple. I mean, I mean, like we all had to start somewhere, yeah. but right. we also like at Apple Park. We like we are hire a new teacher. Like they are paired with an experienced teacher. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we all did. We start somewhere, but you can't have an entire school of their new people. people. Their money system is screwed up on that with the, with with that money, especially with them being ten million in the hole. Another thing too is, they're not going to attract young teachers there because their pay scale and shit's horrible. And now they're building a new Catholic high school there. I saw, mm-hmm. which I don't understand that they bulldozed Notre Dame because they couldn't get enough kids. But now they're going to put it in a new Catholic school. But I'm telling you, if I lived in Wichita Falls, there's no way my kids would go to school there. Their coaches, hell, Hershey got beaten in the state finals or semifinals in football. What they do? Their coach left, go somewhere else. Why would you want to be one of? Th- when there's three schools there, there's only two of them going to get a head job. And you know Ryder's football coach is going to get one of the jobs. He deserves it. Fucked up deal. Yeah. That's why your kids go to Iowa Park. So you live <laughs> yeah. in Wichita? I do. Do I they lived bitch in, at you for that? No. I I guess if I were going to be in an like, administration or something, I would need to live there. Mm-hmm. But they've but, never said it. Do your kids go to school at Old High or your kids go to school at Ryder oh, or no. Iowa Park? No. <laughs> Your kids go to school at Iowa Park? They're in Iowa Park. Yes. I've lived in Iowa Park since I started teaching. I started teaching there in 2000. And so I've lived there. I lived in Iowa Park up until four years ago. And we just moved into town because our kids, my stepdaughter and my daughter, had activities in Wichita Falls. Yeah. So we were constantly just driving back and back forth. And so we just moved in uh, diagonal for my parents and helped with them. And That's a good stuff. thing. Yeah. You know, Andy and them wouldn't live by us, but my grandkids would love it. But yeah, my, my kids, I'm We're not... five blocks away from them. We're 90 <laughs> seconds away. I, it doesn't bother me if you live two miles from me or 10. I don't care. I just said the grandkids would love to live diagonally across from us. Oh. Would they not? Yes. Right now, when they get older, they wouldn't. <laughs> Damn, Shell, she sure is nosy. Wanting to know what I'm doing out here at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it's good for kids to see all of the family. And the more help you can get, it's easier to... Because it... Y'all I got, had, I got y'all a seven a and a three-year-old... I got a seven and three year old. The activities are just starting for us, and it's yeah. a lot. It is a lot. Baseball and Andy. Them had the weekend the off. Second one gets here. Right. Starts going. No kids all weekend. Was it great? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that. We swam with them, like, the whole time. We were like <laughs> uncles and aunts, <laughs> is what we were. We came in for the fun activities, <laughs> and then they got to go to bed. They got they they got to bathe them and feed them and put them to bed. They didn't go to bed early at all. I was like going to bed at grandparents' house is not. Mm, no. Andy's oldest son is like an old man. He's very analytical, very anal. He's a lot like Andy, and he does exactly what you tell him to do. The youngest one, Charles Manson, might have a partner one day. <laughs> he's a go get. He's gonna at twelve fifteen. He's still talking and he's loud. He's having fun. That's what kids are supposed up. to be. Do y'all need a water? We're about to wrap. up. We got to wrap up anyway. We got our um, podcast in ten minutes. Listen, oh, wow. 
it is very, very good what you what y'all are doing for these kids. Um, outside the box education, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't put a number on the impact that you people are are having on these kids. It's, it's my hat is off to y'all. It's a it's a profession that requires a special person, and um, we need more outside the box thinking as we move forward. So we live in outside kudos. the box world, and this is outside the box podcast because most people we have on here do stuff outside of just being an eight to five person in the world we live in is not an eight to five person anymore. We need that. We do need more core stuff that we need to teach history, basic math and base the basics to get back to that. I really think, well, but we need what y'all do because that's part of life and a budget and knowing how to do stuff is good. And knowing what happens in case your ass gets killed. is a good thing. <laughs> well, you have the most interesting class that I've ever I'm heard telling of. You, I want to take her class. I would have taken that I class mean, in high school too. It's fun. I would like to take it now. It's fun to yeah. teach. I would have never qualified, though, because I'd have got kicked out of some other class before I ever got to <laughs> And when I get off the air, I'm going to bet you the same teacher that I gave shit to is a teacher that you had in school, and you'll say he's a very boring asshole. Hey, uh-huh. did you know that the rope it up, whenever they got you in the interrogation room and they offer you coffee, they try to get your DNA off of it? That's what I've heard. Well, back then they didn't have DNA, so it didn't matter. Now, oh. if, you, if you're in an interrogation room and they're like, hey... Would you like some? Would you drink? like some coffee? Can don't I get t- you a cigarette? Bottle of water? Don't no, anything. I'm not doing any <laughs> nope. of that because you throw it in the trash can and it is it's now theirs. it is now nope. mine to do with what I want. It, don't take cigarettes. They're not trying to be nice. Don't touch. They're playing <laughs> you. They are wanting your DNA. But if you're innocent, it don't matter. Ah, Jeff, let the lawyers decide that. Don't try to defend <laughs> your own self because you're just going to create a hole. Well, it's, it's like your fingerprints. I mean, I've been fingerprinted right. for real estate, for teaching, for. Girl Scouts for Texas CHL. Brigades mm-hmm. for CHL. I mean, my, my fingerprints are everywhere. Everybody's got them. I'm not like, getting away from anything. Yeah. <laughs> You've got my fingerprints. All right. Thank y'all for being on here. God yes, bless y'all. Thank y'all. Thank, y'all, have thank a good, you. y'all. thank y'all. Y'all have a good week. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. We got. Oh, that's a first. When's this come out? <laughs> this comes out tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we got the coon hunting one coming out with a guy that's a coon hunter. And we have. A guy from the auction house that'll be very interesting. Talk about some. I saw a minute ago in their catalog, a $560,000 cigar Indian. Fix to see what mine's worth. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, we got one over there. Thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Have a great week. All right. Uh, go check out all of our wonderful sponsors. Go check out Boss Shot Shells, Dive Bomb Industries, Ducks Unlimited, Pacific Calls, Gundog Outdoors, Shin Gear Waiters, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Bangtail Whiskey, Dirty Duck Coffee, and Sample Hunt Outfitters. And Double Two British Kennels. <laughs>